crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good evening and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. How's it going? Welcome to episode 141, I believe. I believe it's 141. For some reason, I'm not convinced of that. Sort of starting off on a rough patch this morning. Because you know why? Here's the situation. Steve, I think you'll agree with me. The Christmas holiday is upon us. Uh-huh. And this technically might, this might be the last show that we do of 2020. So this should be like a cleansing type of yes. an episode. You know what I mean? Like, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you that uh-huh. it's going to be probably a shorter episode. You know, this is the holiday season. We were thinking maybe we should just take the week off. Steve's like, I don't want to do it this week. I said, you know what, Steve? We owe these people a show. He's like, you know what? Screw every last <laughs> one of them. And I'm like, Steve, we cannot do that to these people. So here we are. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly how it went. Exactly how it happened. <laughs> no, we That's actually, exactly you know what? We were planning on not doing a show or thinking about it, pondering. But we owe it to you people. So we're going to be here for a little while. We're going to be in your ear. We're going to help you celebrate the uh, Yuletide season and all that stuff. And uh, we'll see what happens. So Stephen Hudson, how are you doing this morning, sir? Hey, bro, what's you Yuletide mean? Oh, beats the shit out of me. I just oh, associate okay. it with oh. Christmas. All right, cool. I thought you uh, could use that. I never used that. And I was like, oh, maybe Dan knows. Yuletide, it's like, I, I mean, every time I've heard it, it has been in a Christmas carol. Da, 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 Yuletide something. Oh, there is a Yuletide. You're right. The Yuletide, it is in a song. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> you can tell that I sing it all the time. You can tell how I was at Christmas chorus huh, in church. Were you in Christmas chorus? I have probably done it once in my oh, life. Oh, dude. I, if you find a video on that, dude, I will pay for that. It's not going to happen. But believe me, <laughs> if I had it, I would show you. I appreciate that. Just so we can clear this up and teach these kids something. Yuletide. Ready? Yes. A word used as a synonym for Christmas. That's really all it is. It's just a synonym. So it's Christmas. Combination of Yule from the pagan winter festival Ooh. Joel, maybe it's whole. I'm not sure. And yeah, I think it's going to be Yol, J O L, because you know Yuletide, J O L, Yol, uh-huh. and Tide, which here refers to an annual festival or the season of said festival. So you know what? It's Christmas. That's so what it's it pagan festival. It is not Christmas at all. It's a synonym. It would be the antonym because it's pagan. Christ miss. I'm reading something. Listen, if it's on the internet, Steve, you know it's true. true. No, you're right. Girl, you know it's true. You're right. You're correct. Girl, you know it's true. Damn. Do you remember? That's a great song. That's a great song, dude. I think you've inspired me to go and watch when Millie Vanilli got caught. Oh, the, dude. That was it loop? the Grammys? Woo! It was, I think it was MTV when the loop happened. Oh, and he went, girl, you know it's girl, you know yes. it's. And then he just did that little. downtown Julie Brown ran up on stage. I was like, downtown Julie Brown was on MTV. Downtown Julie Brown. She was, I used to love her. You know what? She got famous. Not famous. She got herself a catchphrase from fucking up while reading a script. Wobba, wobba, wobba. She was reading it and wobba, wobba, wobba <laughs> popped up. And she rocked it, man. She kept it. I mean. She, that's leaning into it. You know, you got to give her credit for it. She didn't shy away from it. I love, I used to love downtown Julie Brown. You wanted that, huh? Um, I don't know if kidding. I was, I don't know if I was there with, because at that point I was still super into, there was someone else that kind of clouded my whole 
visual. I think at that point I was still with Jada, like with Jada Pinkett or Cree Summer from Different World. Like that was it for me. Jada was bad. Dude. She was bad, dude. dude. People do not remember. Jada Pinkett was smoking. Menace to society, Jada? Oh was my bad. gosh, dude. Like so much so when we saw it on film, we were like, who in the world is that? The whole movie. Did you know in the early 2000s, she had a metal band called Wicked Wisdom? I do remember that. And she was doing festivals. Yeah, we went to OzFest and we were walking around. There's like the main stage and then there's the side stage, which basically that whole area is, is just a, a parking lot. You know what I mean? That they yes. turn into another little area right there. So we're walking around, checking things out, looking at the minor bands that are playing. And we hear this, you know, music it wasn't great. We walk over. No. Jada Pinkett's on stage singing. Did you need Ozfest? No, 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 no. Oh. She was on stage. That would have been a great, you know. No, she looked great... at me. She's like, is that Dan? And I kind of like, hey, hey. But I was busy. I had to go the other way. So of one course. Of we'll catch up. And I'm sure I don't think that your your woman would have appreciated that. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell the real story. What happened was we did actually meet backstage. Cool. And uh, Will was there. Uh-huh. And Will Will took a liking to me. We we hit it off pretty well. So I don't usually put this out there, Steve, but so Will and I, we get to talking. We're at the crafts table. I was having a Snapple. Will had the squirt. It's a nice soft drink. I don't know if you ever had a squirt before, Steve. It was quite refreshing. I do remember that, yes. So, yeah, well, that's weird because that kind of was like the catalyst to how this all started. So, um, you know, I'm sitting there, and I've had these before. I, I personally, I mean, it's something I don't really need to say, but I enjoy a fine squirt soft drink uh, <laughs> with my Mexican food. You'll find that a lot of taco shops in California have the squirt. So... That's what I'm telling him. I'm like, hey, I know you're from Cali. Do you usually have the squirt with your tacos? I said, because I enjoy a good squirt. You know what I mean? And he's like, <laughs> well, he's like, uh, he closes the door. He's like, yeah, yeah. So what do you think of Jada? And I'm like, what? Yeah, she rocked it, dude. She was pretty good. I mean, I didn't really care for the music, but I'm like, you know what? She did a really good job. She's got presence, bro. I didn't realize that because, I mean, I know my, like I was just telling you, my experience was with. Of course. Jada from Menace. So I said, you know, yes. that's what I'm, that was my benchmark right there. And this is completely different. So she's right. And he's like, no, 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 It's cool. It's cool. Hey. And so, um, and then he puts on his best wheel. And he's like, how about you and I have a little talk about Jada? <laughs> and I said, what, what, listen, you know, I, I better not. It's the, this is supposed to be the Christmas show, but let's just say I know Jada and I knew her for about six months. Wow, that's a long. That's what she says, Steve. And he said it too. Like that is a long one. I'm like, hey, I told you the deal. You gotta be quiet if we're gonna do this. And that's it. You know what the most unbelievable part of that story? Will Smith whispering to you. I I see Will Smith pull you aside and say, "Let me tell you something." You're like, "Yeah, I'd like for you to be with my <laughs> wife, Jada." Like. I I'll be like, why did you pull me into the room to yell at me? <laughs> I hope he doesn't get mad. I hope it. Listen, Will, you know, I'm just kidding. Don't even worry about it. No one believes that story anyway, just in case he's listening. But number one, we both know that there is. Apparently, he doesn't care about that sort of thing. Listen, I'm still here. Exactly. Ex and it's all been downhill after that. All, like all the ones that she's messed with. On the side, no one could to, can actually match Ramirez. 
But the thing is, is that I don't have that level of fame. So I really just kind of got swept under the rug. And normally my feelings would be hurt. In this case, not so much. Because, you know, we do have this budding show that we're trying to give uh, life to. You couldn't get her on? I, I could try. Thank you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. We might get Jada Pinkett Smith Maybe. on the show. It's, it might be uncomfortable. Okay, listen, if we do, we can't. We just have to be like normal. We have to talk about normal stuff. Fair enough? You don't know this story. This is probably going to be on Patreon anyway. We might clip um, this whole thing. Might just be on Patreon. Hey, look, look. I will, I will be as normal as I can. I don't like to kiss and tell, Steve. Oh, we know that they kiss, ladies and gentlemen. That was just a figure of speech. I, I liked all your taco squirt stuff. That was very clever. <laughs> Read into it if you want. <laughs> I was like, is he going the disgusting route with this? I was like, I've never heard Dan go this far. It just clicked what you're talking about right now. I was actually I'm being a good shocked. boy today. Kind of. No, you kept on being like, well, you know, with tacos, you like this. You like squirt like, and tacos. Okay, no. Dan, we got. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, I get it. I get On it. On my life, I swear to you, I wasn't going there. <laughs> I That's don't funny. believe you. I do not believe you. There I'm is no way, Dan. I'm slipping. There's dude. no way. Oh, you no, really think I was no, going to? No. I'm, I'm kidding? Yes, dude. I, dude, yes. I, swear, I swear to you, on Christmas, I didn't even think of that. Everyone listening to this right I, now I know. is going to be like, come on. I know. And I would agree with them normally. <laughs> but I got to be real with you. The whole That's what happens when you just like ad-libbing. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm going to be real with you. Every time I, there's this place, I can prove it. <laughs> hey, locals, go to Al Rico's Tacos on Marks and Ashland. Marks and, and Ashland, right Marks down the street from Ashland. me. And I want you to ask them, what is your number one drink that you sell? You know what they're going to say? Esquart. That's what they're going to say. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, my I was roboting as, uh, but it brought me to an interesting question for Dan. Please. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know how you go the, through the YouTube rabbit hole. I was actually doing some very, very productive things on YouTube, <clears throat> and all of a sudden I look on the side. I'm like, what are these? You know, these. Uh, hey, checking out this song for the first time. Reaction. Where it's impossible that these people are first, you've never heard human nature or bad. Okay, fine. What do you think about that whole 20 million viewership first time listen to songs that everybody and their mother has heard 150 million times? Do you like that thing? Do you not believe that they have heard these songs? I, I think they're lying. Well, okay. This is actually good because I'm going to flip it on you. Okay. You know, when we talk about stuff on this show, Mm -hmm. When I say things about certain bands or whatever, in my head, complete common knowledge. Yes. It makes sense that these people haven't heard these songs. Just because you grew up listening to Michael Jackson and knowing these songs like the back of your hand doesn't mean that they did. You know what I mean? But you can't avoid them. I say that all the time. Do you know how many times on this show you've gone, I've never heard that song before? And it is like so common. So it just depends totally on what's in your, in your lexicon, brother. That's not, it can't be. No, if there's a difference between any song on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm getting at, right? Okay, Steve, please proceed. Look, there's a difference between what you're saying and the biggest thing on the planet. To you. Thriller was the biggest selling thing on. You can't avoid Thriller during even the Halloween season. But it doesn't mean that you had to listen to it and know but it. But they've heard it. They're lying then. You have heard it. Steve, I have You're just but saying I've given you the most common song. I can't think. I wish I could think of one right now. But the most common You got to give me a song. As Thriller? These people are 27, 29 years old. 
How did you go 30 years? It's possible, Steve. Oh, oh. I can say the same thing about you, though. I don't mean to turn it on you. I'm just trying to put it into perspective. I don't believe it. I don't think there's anything. You can't go 30 years without hearing in the air tonight accidentally in the store. I agree that it sounds a little bit fishy, but are you going to like step on their hustle? Oh, no. Yeah, don't step on their hustle. Some of them, because there's also reactions from kids that are like 15 and they're listening to Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time. I believe this because their mind being blown live is fun to watch. There are certain people that have never listened to Whitney Houston live. And when you see their faces of her singing, I'm like, that shows how little talent we have now because their minds are like, how does a woman sing like this? I'm like, yeah, I love seeing that because they're like 16, 17. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. That is a beautiful thing to watch. But when you're 30 being like, oh, wow, Billy Jean, huh? I'm like, boy, I will slap you right now. Lying. You are lying. You know I'm going to call you out next time this happens. Though, I right? want you to. Now, th- okay. my, now, mind you, if you're 35, 40, and they're like, I'm watching the Motown 25 performance of Billy. I said, ah, I got that. You could have missed this easily you because you just didn't see it but if you're saying this is the first time i'm hearing billy jean for the first time i i'm like oh you were you're tarzan you were raised by apes in the wilderness perfectly understandable you just learned to speak from ooze and oz got it you have said some things to me before in the past though where i'm thinking those same exact things give me a for instance i really wish i could right now but for some reason it's not coming to me but (laughs) it's nine in the morning it's nine in the morning, first of all. We're two hours ahead of schedule here because of Mr. Suddenly I Want to Get Up Early over here. But thank you, Steve. Because be, honestly, because of Steve, you have a show this week. But yeah, you've done this to me so many times. And I've got like a four years worth of audio. I know, but Dan, you'll it. be like, you've never you've never heard the meteorite by the Tum stickers? I'm like, no, Dan, I have not heard meteorite tum stickers. by the Tum stickers. And you'll that be like. That sounds like some alternative shit from. Exactly. 2010. And I'll be like, I don't know that song. You have had to hear this song. Come on. And I'm like, this is different than Billy G. It's really driving <laughs> me crazy right now because there's a, there's so many songs. And you're just like. That's just not true. Here's the other part of that, though, yes. Steve. Think about what you were into at, say, age 10. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, Portia is how many years younger than you? Five. She's five. So was she into the same thing? I understand you guys probably shared the television and stuff yes. like that, but she had her own stuff. You didn't watch totally. all the stuff she Absolutely. was, right? So you know, you're know you really into this stuff, and that's imprinted on you. Same thing with your sister, just to use for example. So now let's take you, for instance. Yes. I have heard you so many times go, eh, you know, it's just not my thing. Because as soon as you get it into your head that it's not, it, you will not let it in. True. <laughs> so it's very possible these people could have avoided these songs. Yes, they might have been floating around them. I mean, you're on the freeway and there's a ton of cars passing by you, but you don't remember every car that passes by you, right? There I is, know, 30 years in a row. I get it. I get there it. There is I'm no just way in the world you are 30 years old, 35 or 30 years old, and you have not heard Billie Jean or Thriller. Impossible. Not impossible. Improbable improbable but you have hit me with a lot of improbable shit it will come up sooner than later i promise Yeah, you, you gotta be tell like, because some of if you show me a billy jean air if you show me a billy jean i haven't heard game over fine something that has played that much duran duran 
Dude, that wasn't you think that was played as much as Billie Jean was? I think they were huge. But I heard the songs, though. The songs that were big, I had heard before. I just remember I said I didn't know them like that. I knew Reflex. Accidentally. You, you were able to give reference. So, yeah, and okay. I could, Hungry Like a Wolf. I'll yes. disqualify that. Yeah, I'm okay. like, of course you know. because you. That's okay. Because, I just did a swing and a miss right now, but I guarantee it'll come back up. And then but, we'll, go, we'll, but, we'll go from there. That was a great example because I wasn't into Duran Duran, but since I was alive on the planet and spoke English and wasn't under a rock or raised by apes, I knew the freaking song accidentally. Okay. I have a perfect example. Oh, please. Yes. Perfect example. Ah, And yes, you, and I will admit that you remembered during this conversation that just came up, Yeah, but this is what you just said the other day. Okay. So you have to, let's take music out of it and let's do movies for a second. But that's different, though. No, just it's it just is pop culture, different. Steve. Steve I know, but the, you can't. And where to I'm a, going, this is okay, thriller. Okay. This is Thrillerville. Okay. Um, the we other have, day, just hear okay, me out. Go ahead. The other, just last episode, you were talking about, or was it? Oh, is this on the Patreon? I don't even remember anymore. But it was yes. like recently. It was either the Patreon episode that we're just about to put out, yes. or it was the last episode. So I'm. You're talking about Darth Maul. Yes. Okay. And you're like, yeah. And I thought to myself. That guy looks pretty awesome. People should be talking about him more. And then I laugh and I go, which Darth are you talking about? And you're like, Maul. And I go, and I asked you if you were talking about Darth Vader is what I said. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, there are two Darths, huh? So you yes. know what I'm saying? So, but that's like thriller. That's that is the, totally different. That's thr- Dude, that's thriller. I'm sorry. Darth Imagine, Vader, that, thriller, that is the equivalent. Here, here's the equivalent of me not ever hurting of Darth. If you were like, there's another Darth. We're like, what Darth? Darth Vader. I'm like, I've never heard of him. True. That, that, that is because true. That is the difference. That's if true. I would have been like, if they would have started playing the song on YouTube and they're like, oh, I know Billy Jean. That's where we're at. But for me to have never heard of Darth Vader is what the first time reaction is. You know where so, I can prove this? Go to yes. any show that we've ever played where we're doing music and we're just talking about music and I'm playing stuff. A lot of that. It'd be like, never heard of that. Never heard of that. And yes, it, just, it, it just makes me nuts. We have never had one Billy Jean. This is an inescapable song that if you drill, rode in a car, in, if you accidentally were in a car, you would hear this song. And he's saying, this is the first time reaction. Yeah. Well, I think, again, we're probably, <laughs> and I get it, you know what I mean? But I think we're probably just stepping on the hustle. That's what it is. Now, mind you, if these, the, there are 17, 18-year-olds that if they're lying, fine, but I believe it. I don't know why, but I do. I do because there's so much music on their phones that going back to a random 80s, why would they? So I believe them when they're on there being shocked or they're just great actors. I don't know. Maybe they're they're doing a hustle too. But when you're 30 years old, brother, if you don't get now, I will even give them and I shouldn't give them this. I'll sometimes they'll do the I'm 35 and I've never heard Mohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, man, I believe it. But that is tough. But I believe it because it really kind of didn't circle back to Wayne's world when everyone started hearing that song in America. Fine. But even then, dude. Here's a thought. Mm -hmm. So what if they had heard, like they literally have heard these songs, the sound waves have passed through their ears or at least by their Mm -hmm. ears. But because they had no interest in the song, it just didn't stick. Again, like cars on a freeway. 
That's a that's you know what? Then that is a perfectly fine possibility. I'm just and trying to give them the benefit no, of no, the no, doubt. No, no, no. That's totally. But then they should they should rename the YouTube video. Like saying uh first time in-depth review. That's fine. But you have heard it then. Now, mind you, I still believe they could have not heard Bohemian Rhapsody. That's an easy, like, I don't know what radio stations play the full seven or six minute song. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if they did. You know what I'm saying? So I, they probably listened to it. They're like, oh my God, this is crazy. So yes. But if you put those two songs together, Bohemian Rhapsody and Thriller, I see your point. Because even if you, let's just take the song out of it. How many times in a commercial or a YouTube video or a flash mob, whatever, a movie scene where people are dancing, doing the thriller dance? Yeah, dude. You it's, know, it's, how many little kids have you ever seen do the thing where you obviously you can't see me do it, but right now I'm clapping my hands above my head and moving doing my head. the neck thing. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah, that was, I mean, dude, speaking of, you know, it's funny. You just, I thought about the making of thriller when you did that because I remember them chore, uh, choreogra- choreographing it. And I was on a Reddit thread of behind the scenes videos. You could either go to the behind the scenes music videos or you can go to the thread for We Are Music Makers. And I was going to text you because, dude, your boy Mike Patton has made so many hour long behind the scenes videos. Really? Yes, dude. He hates being on video. Dude, he there is so there's like two or three hour long making of this song with some group he was in. From long time, none of them were. Um, oddly enough, none of them were from uh, the group I know him from. So it's not Faith no more. Or how about Mr. No. How about Mr. Bungle? What's the other? What's another one? Not the not the what's another name of the group, but what's an album name under Mr. Bungle? Is it only one group, uh, album they put out? There's one called Disco Volante. There's one called well, it's a self titled, and then there's one called California. Well, then I forgot. Dude, I Patton forgot. though, Patton has. Countless projects, countless. Dude, There's so much so shit many. I haven't heard of his because a lot of it, quite honestly, in my opinion, is kind of garbage because he's very, let me smell my own farts and just making like straight up just noises into a microphone. I won't listen to that. But he's got so many collaborations it's, with people. Mondo Khan, was it that? Was it Mondo Khan? Was it, was I it don't singing in Italian? If you, go, no, 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 no. It was, this was like not in the early, you could tell by the grain of the footage that it was a long time ago, like early 90s. Was the album called Angel Dust? I don't remember. You know what? Now I'm just not going to remember. But if you go on We Are Music Makers or the behind the scenes on Reddit, or I'll just send it to you. There they you have go. A bunch, they have a bunch of uh, his, they have like a few of his videos. They're like an hour long. And I was like, oh, Dan would lose his mind over this. He's not a great interview, to be honest with you. He looks engaging in the, in the screenshot. Of, yeah. the, of the video no he had a look like the women loved him he definitely had and he really was one of those guys like the his male fans kind of wanted to be him like he was that yes. guy yeah. but yeah, I, think yeah, he, yeah. I think he knew it and I know he knew it and if you watch old interviews of him he was kind of a dick to be honest he's actually is, nicer now as he's getting older is he one of those guys that won't do that song that you know him for for no nah. he He'll because that song would be epic you know epic right yes yes you know, they'll do that when he tours with Faith No More. To me, that'd be like the hardest song to do because it's so dated. But it is their most famous song. There's OK. But he's totally against commercial music. So if a band's like really thriving 
and he happens to be at the same festival, he'll talk shit on him, which I never agreed with. I think that's kind of fucked up. I wonder, because the weird thing is, like, there's groups like Red Hot Chili Peppers that have no business being famous. Like, how they got famous, I don't know how that, because their music technically shouldn't really be famous music. (laughs) They're a garage jam band that somehow just exploded. MTV. That's true. He does have a look, dude. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny that you bring up uh, the Chili Peppers because those two hate. Shut the front door! Oh, they hate each other. Like, there's <laughs> videos you can that. see videos of him talking shit on Anthony Kiedis. He's like, "Hey, I'm Anthony Kiedis. I've got a needle in my arm." You know, he'll say shit like that. Um, oh, what happened was back when he got famous with Faith No More, and I see their point. If you watch the Epic video, there's a lot of Anthony Kiedis going on in that. He hadn't quite found his, maybe he did, but at the time, that was his persona, and he was, you know, the song. Think about how the song sounds. There's, it's kind yes. of like that weird, I don't even want to call it rap, but you know what I'm getting at. Yes. And that's very reminiscent of the Chili Peppers. So, Dude, Anthony Kiedis had a singular personality. That's true. No, he has two, because he's got that, again, I won't call it rap, but whatever that is, and then he's got the, I don't ever want to feel, he's got those two. That's so true. He's really? got those two things. I just don't yeah. like either of them anymore. I know you don't like the Chili Peppers. I so don't. I don't. But they, so does Anthony Kiedis hate him too, or is yeah. it just one-sided? No, this oh. is a feud. This is like a couple decades long feud. That is so funny. Yeah, dude. you should look that up sometime. It's actually I pretty entertaining. I am totally going to look it up. because yeah. Just look up Mr. Bungle Chili Peppers feud. We know who won the feud. Maybe monetarily. And fan base. They can go anywhere and fill wherever they're at. Except Wembley, they're not going to fill. Oh, maybe. Do you think the Chili Peppers could do Wembley? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they could. I'm shocked by that. This is one of those things where people disagree with me all the time, but that's just how I feel about the Chili Peppers. I feel like they're in this, um, they're sort of lumped into this group now with people that could sell out these places. But they're sort of, even though they're still making music, they've kind of been cast away into this like little segment of bands where it's like well we'll still pay to see them and we'll probably sell the show out but that's so interesting we're just fans we're not super fans anymore but there are those super fans obviously would you put foo fighters in that group i'm sure somebody would but i've seen them enough times to know that they can bring it better than pretty much any band i've ever seen okay like because wembley it used to be a thing it's not a thing anymore like it used to be a thing like phil collins was was talking about he's like i we sold out wembley for four nights in a row he's like that used to be like no one could really do that it was me michael madonna like there's very few people during genesis era that we that were just doing it like that and i'm like yeah i remember that wembley used to be a thing selling wembley but now it's not a as big of a thing anymore and i think it was special What's the big arena now? Is it O2 or O or O2? O2. Is that bigger than Wembley? Uh, Technically, but it's not as fantastical as Wembley. I get that. Wembley was a soccer stadium that people were like when, you know, when people like Michael came around where remember there was a point where there were no places big enough for that guy and for certain people. And they're like, well, we need to put like wham, the wham's uh, farewell thing. Like we need to put that in a soccer stadium. That's a crazy thing, but now it's not anymore because, like, people can just fill those places. You know what I'm saying? Nana saw the Spice Girls there. The Spice Girls filled with – there was a point where that would not have – I'm going to leave it alone. 
There's a point where I'm, that would not have happened. Is that what you said? That would not like, dude. You would expect like, it to be now, not you know. No. Then, then, of course, that's when it would happen. When they first came out, you, yes, they were huge. Absolutely, huge. but I, there, but there was a back in the like in the '90s, '80s, early '80s into the uh, the mid '80s. There was kind of a pecking order. Like you couldn't just fill Wembley Stadium. You just couldn't unless you were really, really good. That's no longer the case. You have to be spectacular to fill Wembley Stadium. And then your stage show had to be spectacular, too. And there you go. And I'm not saying that the Spice Girls are spectacular. Well, actually, I am, even though I don't even like their music that much. I just love them for some reason. But I get what you're saying. But they did have that big stage show. And they were, whether or not you agree or not, absolutely massive. They were huge. No, que- there's no question. I just, I, I, unfortunately, there are no more. Um, I don't know why are, I like them. I, they're, they're pretty terrible, but I do like this. No, it's not a big, th- th- there's just no, there's no, I think it's great that there's no hump to get over anymore to fill these. Uh, that's, I think it's fantastic that I forgot that redheaded singer songwriter guy um, with the curly hair. Anyway, he's a guitar player. Anyway, he's like a, like a folksy singer. Oh, and, what the hell is that guy's name? Oh my god! Anyway, he name? fills uh, Wembley, and I think uh, the thing is, even if I don't listen to his music, I love that he doesn't have all these dancers all over the place. People are just there, there singing music with him, and I'm like, you know what? It's him in a recording. I think most of the time, he usually yeah, plays the it, backing tracks. It's beautiful, and I was like, you know what? As much as I didn't like that, the hump is no longer there to get over. I think it's beautiful because now you're like, all I can do is write songs and play music i'm like that's enough that's enough that should be enough and he does it and he does it well and he fills wembley that's beautiful but then Ed the Sheeran. next night uh there it is that was driving me crazy and i think it's beautiful that he can fill wembley but so could um beyonce where she has a million things going on but it is a beautiful beautiful thing that that uh but then it also when that hump's not there that means there's a lot of access to untalented that are just not where you'd, but hey, I, I think it's better that the hump's not there anymore. Because before, in order to be Phil Wembley, you had to get a record deal. You have to sell a certain amount of records. You have to be on MTV. I mean, you have to do a lot of things in order to get over that hump. Now you don't. But I do see the other side of that too, where it's like, okay, you're right. There, You don't have to get over the yeah. hump anymore. But it also takes the sheen away. It really does take the sheen. Because it was a beautiful, I, I did not know that, Jamie Foxx had randomly heard the guy and he slept on his couch for a while. Because Jamie Foxx was like, yeah, randomly, dude. Because Jamie Foxx was like, I think this guy is like real good. <laughs> I think he's going to be something. <laughs> are we not giving, maybe we are, maybe you are, but are, do we need to give Jamie Foxx more credit for things? Um, is he bigger I, than we're giving him credit for? Uh, I think he's more talented than people understand. Is he upper like echelon? Jamie, in talent, yes. He's more talented than 99% of actors walking because he can sing, he can imitate people, he can act, and he can imitate people singing. Like he can sing like Prince, sing like Luther, sing like John Lennon. Like he can do this stuff, but that just made it almost, oh, I don't want to clown the dude. I love Wayne Brady, but it puts you into Wayne Brady territory. If you do too much of that, you're in like, Ray and Brady, you're kind of like the you don't want to be that guy. 
Yeah, just, Wayne, whether or not, it, I mean, let's, let's obviously, first of all, it was a successful thing for him, but he did sort of paint himself into a corner, didn't a he? A massive corner, because it's like, I can do this thing and like this, and it's cool, but it's a very vegas act. And so that's what you're going to do. Whereas if Jamie would have been like, I'm just going to act, which with this new Tyson thing, this might bring him back to, oh, that's right. Jamie Foxx is really good at this thing. That might bring him back to remembering how good he was in Ray. Because some people forget. I mean, I was in shock the whole movie. So um, he's one of the most talented people walking. You just don't want to paint yourself into the, the hey, guys, da, 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 watch me do this is such and such doing such and such. I'm like, no, don't do that. And that's every time he's on a, on a talk show, that's what they love him doing. But he he does, he'll do this thing. He'll be like, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Good. He's like, and Jimmy will be like, I heard you had an interesting encounter. He's like, yeah, I ran into Mike Tyson at the, oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. Here <laughs> we go. Just so happens, Jimmy. That <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that you should mention that. Fucking yeah. <laughs> fake. So that, Talk show shit. He does that, dude. He and because you know Jimmy's got like uh, Fallon's the type to be like, "What do you want to talk about?" So you know it was Jamie's idea. Because Fallon's like, I'll, "What do you What do you want to talk about?" I don't, I don't care, care what it is, but can we work a little Tyson into it, please, dude? I mean, come on, man. Now there's some people I don't mind hearing it, but Jamie's way too talented for that. You know what I'm saying? And he could have been Kevin Hart. Well, no, he couldn't have. That's not Jamie's style. But I wouldn't have been surprised if at one point he was packing stadiums like that. At one point he was on his way. It's just Kevin Hart, you know, he's just an animated little dude that's not, he's not too handsome for guys and he's short so women laugh at him. It's just a perfect combination. I'm going to say some mean shit right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't mean to be mean, but I, I think this might be the no, no. Seriously, like I don't. I trust me. I don't need any of your peppering to make this any more bad than it oh sounds. Boy. Because like I'm not the tallest guy in the world, right? Okay. But I do recall some friends of mine, or just people that I've encountered over the years, or I, I'm literally thinking of high school, where there was the short guy that had to go real hard with the funny. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's where he is. That's yes, that's where yeah, he is. Yes. And, but he's leaning into it. Some of these he's short leaning, people are funnier than shit. Bingo. He's leaning into the I'm small, let me do the small thing. That's what he's leaning into it. You know what I'm saying? And that's I think it's smart instead of being like, no, I want to play the first football player. And they're like, no. He's leaning in to be like, yeah, I'll just be the small guy next to the rock. That's fine. That's fine. I have a beautiful house. I'm good. Yeah. It's like, you guys pick the apples from the tree, and I will pick the ones that fell on the ground and put them in the basket. We yeah. all got something. He does not care. in the and, and he's one of the most marketable actors on screen. As much as I say he's goofy, he is one of the most marketable people. Like, if you put his face on a poster, you're guaranteed a certain amount of people are going to watch that movie. Guaranteed. Even worst case scenario, the benchmark is going to be hit. You're fine. So, I mean, he's whatever he did, he did it well because he started out with like Big J Okerson. Like they were buddies. And Big J still does stand up, but he's not where Kevin Hart is. They're in two separate, you know, categories right now. And Big J is super, super, super funny. 
whether or not we really care for Kevin Hart, it's undeniable the dude's still very successful. He just put out another he Netflix special. Massive. So whether, yeah, whether or not we, you know, call him a clown or whatever it is, he's doing just fine. Being and, and all those people clowning the special, in order to clown the special, had to watch it. And when you watch it, Netflix clocks those numbers. He got so, you. He got you. It's over when people are like, it was so dumb. I'm like, you do not know how this business works, do you? Did you see that part 47 minutes in where he, exactly. yeah, he got you? He, he got, got you. you, dude. You oh, gee. Oh, you know, I'm so sorry, but I just got bit right now. You know what's weird? I am still sorry. The other day, I got vaccinated. I got the uh, the uh, so coronavirus vaccine, and my arm is fucking killing me still two days later. Not like, not you know, true. I can't function. Are you kidding me? Dude, it is like a, you ever had a tetanus shot? My mom refused to go. Uh, uh, there was some shot. I think it was tetanus. She was like, man, that mug was legit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get sick. I didn't feel weird. Yeah. Maybe a little tired the day I got it. But it just, I mean, you know, I'm not being dramatic about it, but it feels like someone just rocked me in my arms. It's pretty sore still. I'm, I'm actually surprised. But yeah, I'm, really? I'm halfway there, bud. You going to get yours? I, I am, but I got to ask. The mm-hmm. 29 day thing, right? Yeah. Or is it 21 days? You're talking about the three weeks in between where you get your booster? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Is it 29 or 21? Oh, I got to be honest with you. I'm not sure. They gave me, I could tell you the day. If you want to figure it out, I could tell you when I oh, got no, it. Oh, no, no, no. But that. I'm saying, do you have to go? Or can I'm like, it's in the general arena of this day, I got to go back? Or do they yeah, like, no, exactly. this day? No, it's not on a timer. Oh, I see cool. what you're saying. No, it's not on a timer where it's like, oh shit, now I got to start. O-. I mean, I imagine okay, it went good. like weeks or something like that, but no. It's like the expiration date on milk. You're probably cool oh, if you drink it one day. I'm after. good. Yeah, I'm getting mine on the 31st next week. Nice. Yeah, I dude. Can't and wait. then now what? And then you're going to have your second one. Maybe you'll just, it depends. Maybe you're going to get the one shot deal. Because yeah, there's the Ma- Moderna or what's that one called? Moderna? I think no, I'm getting the Pfizer. I think yeah, that's, that's the one That's we're what we got. Yeah, I'm getting the Pfizer. And, I was pretty uh, surprised, man. Everyone was like, I felt kind of weird. I, does that sound cheesy? Like when I got it, I know this sounds dumb, but okay, go ahead. I kind of felt like, wow, this was important. It was important, dude. You're one of the first people on the planet getting this vaccine. <laughs> That's either don't know what's going to happen there, but you know, it's, uh, You'll be it's fine. either good or bad. You'll be totally fine. You're, and I, I look forward to. I'm ready for the headache and the drowsiness, kind of. Um, but I got to go to work that night. So I got to just be, I was working that night. It wasn't that, like I said, I felt a little like tired, but I didn't feel drowsy or like I couldn't function. No headache. Nope. Oh, you're fine then. Yeah. It's good stuff, dude. A little sore in the arm and that's it. And how many people were up there with you? But I mean, like getting I'm starting it to crave human flesh a little bit and oh, that's no big deal. I can hear people's heartbeats when I walk by them and I, I found myself digging in the trash can, eating a piece of raw chicken. So I don't know what's up hmm. with that, but I'm here still. I'm still kicking. I mean, I thought that's what you did as Dan. That's, you know what? Never you mind my private life, dude. All right. Hey, Steve. Christmas time's coming, man. You know, I want to do this just because why not, right? So, bling, 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 bling. Am I going to hear the Christmas bells? Yeah, you might no. hear something, but maybe okay, not Christmas bells. Let's see what we got. This, I'm just pulling something. Ooh, nope. Don't like this one. You know what? It's a little happy. It's a little Amy Grant for me. What do you think? I Hey, baby, baby. Yes. I can hear Amy Grant singing right now. But, you know what? Let's see if we can run with this. Are there vocals? Okay, no vocals. Ladies and gentlemen, 
It's the holiday season. Ooh. Mentioned it earlier. It's the Yuletide season. Steve, what do you want for Christmas, sir? Peace and goodwill toward men. Yeah, but that's not fun. We should get that shit anyway. <laughs> what? Do you, come on. I want. I want to reach into the mind. I want to unlock the mind of Steve Hudson. Get in there and find that ten-year-old kid. What's that one thing that you would like to have if you could? Oh, a Work new with keyboard me all the time. New keys. All right, all right. Now we're talking. Let's talk about it. Let's get all Red Rider BB Gun about it. What are you looking for specifically? Maybe one I'm of our gonna... listeners out there will get it for you. Oh no, no. This I want a Nord Electro, probably eighty-eight key. Eighty-eight keys. What are some of the features on it? Uh, you know, Rhodes, organ. Nice draw bars, good piano sound. Handle that business. All right. We're going to go a different way with this, Steve. I think it's time we ad-lib. You down for a little bit of uh, role-playing? Sure. You sure about this, Steve? I'm not, but we're going. All right, here we go. We're going to go back about... How old do you say? 42? 43? Yes, 42. All right, let's go back about... Let's go back about 38 years, okay? Four years like, old, okay. Is four, will four work? Nah, I'm going to be nice to you because I know you don't do a lot of that. <laughs> let's go to, how about 12? We're gonna, let's put you at 12-year-old okay. Steve Hudson, okay? Okay. All yeah. right, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the mall. Mm-hmm. Of course, the song ends, so let's start it again. <laughs> okay, Steve, you're at the mall. <laughs> you know, fucking everything's just working against me today. We're at the mall, Steve. Uh, and um, you're like, hey, mom, what's that over there? And she's like, son, that's Santa Claus. So now you're in line uh-huh. and you're up. Here we yes. go. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. How are you, little boy? I'm well, Santa, yourself. Jesus Christ. What, a f- what are you feeding this kid? Why is his voice so deep? <laughs> Come on over, son. Sit on Santa's lap. This is weird. Okay, now do you feel that underneath you? <laughs> just kidding, I'm just, <laughs> just fucking around, it's a long day. So, what's your name, son? Steve. Steve, that's a great name, I've got an elf named Steve. Loudest son of a bitch I've ever heard in my life. We have to wow. put him out in the back. He's really good, he's, he, makes, he writes all of our Christmas carols and everything, but man, he's loud. But that's a great name. Son, what are you looking for this year? I would like a keyboard a studio, some CDs, a record player, some posters, and a room to record in. That's all? <laughs> Santa's got it for you. What? Oh, sorry. Well, Santa's going to get some of that for you. I just got the look from your mom. Let's prioritize, son. What kind of posters do you like? Let's be specific. I would want, let's see. I, right now, I want Michael Jackson. Oh, <laughs> he likes children. Sometimes he comes with me to deliver presents, and then I gotta go find him. Like, Michael! Michael! And then he'll come downstairs. <laughs> We've had a couple of talks, so we, we, he doesn't come with me anymore. But anyway, go on, son. Go on. That's the poster I want, Michael Jackson. That's it? Yes. Are, are we, let's get specific. I don't know why my voice is echoing and yours isn't. That's very strange. This mall is... the, the, the Where did the music here. go? Oh, shit. Hold on. It's hard to find good help here, son. Yes. <laughs> the B team's working today. Everyone's got the Rona. Do you know what that is? You're 12. You probably don't know. Just trust me. 
I accidentally created something, and it might get to you a few years from now. But let's not, that's, 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 that's not important. That's yes, not important. Yes. All right, so Michael Jackson, uh, is it a thriller poster? That's the one you want? Yes, with I the would white like a suit? Michael. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Anything else? How about, what's your name, young lady? Portia. Hi, sweetheart. Wait a second. You probably aren't born yet. Okay, let's. Oh, wait, wait, no, you're 12. Yeah, yeah, she's born. Sorry. I was talking to a fetus, Steve. <laughs> she was all. But I couldn't hear her through the belly, Stephen. Okay, well, I can do that for you, son. Is there anything else I can get you? Um, I would like a car. But, son, you're 12. How about a nice Hot Wheel car? What I look like to you, Santa. You threatening me, kid? Listen, my name's Jake. Listen, kid, I, my name's Jake. I work at the fucking mall, all right? I, I work at the Chick-fil-A. Uh, uh, can you just Chick-fil-A. fucking go easy on me, kid? Yeah, it's, it doesn't exist yet, but I'll be working <laughs> there at some point. All right? <laughs> We're role-playing, Steve. Anyway, okay. Well, Steven, I don't like this kid. Can you get him off my lap? There we go. Hey, kid, come here for a second. Smell my finger. You gross kid, he was gonna smell my finger. Get this kid out of here. Merry Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the, uh, that's the role-playing for today. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if that was really good or not. But... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I work with what hey, I have. Hey, hey, look, listen. I think it was very Christmassy. But I can't do that song anymore because it's just not a great song. It was like a minute long, dude. That's what she said. It was what she said, actually, with me, yes. Hey, you're getting better, though. That's like three times the length. Hey, well, hey, you know, <laughs> practice makes better. This is true. First couple times, like, oh, you know what? I promise I'm better. I promise. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been and a while. Then, Who and sings then after that? a while. That is stained, sir. What? Is that their only song that was popular? No, they see. They had a song called Just Go, I think was their first hit. I don't think you would like Stained. I think you would like some of their songs. And then I would go, hey, Google Aaron Lewis. And then you wouldn't like Stained anymore. Oh, that's never a good when you have to Google one of the members and he's not great. Sometimes he likes to sing with flags behind him. Oh, those flags. There's flags behind him, yeah. He's very opinionated. I just don't think he's Steve Hudson material. No, are they still famous? I guess in some circles. <laughs> you know? With boots and such. <laughs> you know, I just know he does a lot. He really does have an incredible voice, but I have seen YouTube videos of him just not singing and, and saying some things, so. You know, it's not very Christmas. T- it's not very Christmas like stuff. I dude. see. I like now, okay. In the spirit of happy things, uh, yes. are there any updates with the Rage Against the Machine concert tour? Is it happening next year? What's happening with that? I had a feeling you would circle back around. The other day, I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know what? That son of a bitch might be right. I don't know what's going to happen. They haven't done a full on cancellation yet. And with the introduction of the vaccine, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Because I was talking to some people at work and I was asking, so when can my family get this? And they're like, "Eh, it's probably going to be around March. March seems like March seems realistic. You know, I said, okay. And then I immediately started thinking about Rage Against the Machine. I'm like, okay, well, that's probably like six weeks away. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I, listen, it's probably not going to happen. I'm going to give it to you. If it does, well, I'm going to go. No, no, no. I said it wasn't going to happen for a, this doesn't count as the reason. I didn't think they were going to make it rock. I didn't think Homeboy was going to be like, I thought he was going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I thought LaRocco was going to be like, I'm cool. Well, they're all friends, so that helps. That's what, So I'm still wrong because it, it was because of a, a zombie apocalypse that it wasn't going to. I thought they were just, he did not want to do this anymore. I didn't think he wanted to be part of this establishment anymore. But no, I was wrong. I don't wrong. think that's the case. And then, you know, okay. he's also on the Run the Jewels album. So they're buddies. They could come out and do a little bit of collaboration. I think it might still happen if the world opens back up. But it's not going to be because Zach De La Rocha doesn't want to do it. Or Roca. And is it Rocha or Roca? I've heard it both, but I think it's I've actually heard it both similar with me. I think it's Della Roca, though. Okay, Della Roca, he seems like the type. I'm very curious as to if he, because if they're like, you have to get the vaccine to go on tour. He's an interesting dude. I don't know where he falls on that. I think he would <laughs> fall on the needle. You think so? I think so, yeah. I think okay, if anything, cool. he's probably going to run more left than right. Uh, but I, it's, it's a shame that it's got to be politicized, but if you're asking in that sense, which I think you are, I would imagine he would probably have a little more of a leftist. Because I would to love to, right now, it's a shame. It's a shame. Like this last year was the time for them. It was their time, dude. Talk about a miscalculation, man. Dude, oh my gosh, man. Like listening to. Uh, that was the one reaction I adored was, uh, a dude on, I think it's on, it was, went viral on YouTube. It was his brother and he was in a car and he was like, what did you guys send me? And he said, they sent them, um, uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine. And, uh, um, and he was just right. He's like, oh, okay, a little rock music. This is cool. And he's like the part talking about, uh, uh, some of these dudes that burn crosses or whatever. Yeah. He pushed pause. He's like, yo. Killing in the name of. Yeah, he was like, yo. Hey, did you hear what they just said right there? It's true, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, y'all got me listening. And then he pushed play again. He's like, yo. He actually starts listening to the words and hearing his, seeing his transformation. And then him looking back at the name. Who is this again? What's their name? I was like, oh, he just heard it, man. That's really, that's exactly my reaction when I listened to that song. I was like, oh my God. Have you they given them any more of a listen? I listened to the album like twice, three times. Okay. The fact that you listened to it again says something. Well, yeah, because the thing is like they were um, not a, ahead of the, in, in their crew of what they're, the, the group they're singing around, they were ahead of the game. Rap was already talking about it, but like for that those sort of, I don't even know how to say it. I guess alternative? Rap is metal. Kind of like rap metal is what they were calling yeah. it. They did they put that on the not, map. Dude, they like they were talking about what NWA was talking about. And for him to be like, they even went to the, they burned cross. I was like, oh man. And this was in, what year was that released? Oh God, man. 90, <laughs> 93, maybe? 94? Something Gee. like that. And they, did they play that on the radio or no? Yeah, they did. Obviously, they could say, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me 17 times, but. Gee, for that to be on the radio, that's crazy. They wouldn't play that on the radio today. Sure, they, Not do. they do it all the time. What? Do, do they really? Yeah, come on. It's like classic no. rock now. 
I'm shocked that they play that only because of the police quotes. Because I don't think they'd let it, they, they wouldn't play F the police on, on radio. And essentially, that's what they're saying. They're just saying it in a prettier way. Well, I listen to a lot of satellite radio. So as far as terrestrial radio uh, goes. Yeah, that's what I, I was know. saying. Like but I, can, I guarantee you. No, I guarantee you they're playing Rage Against the Machine on there. Go to any like small town rock station. They're playing that. They're still getting the let out. They're giving you mandatory Metallica. It's all there still. I do like that song is special, bro. That song that is band special. was special. Unfortunately, I'm only knowing one album. I know you're just like they had a group of albums. Probably. I just didn't know about them. They had three. They had three they albums had three? and then they had one album that was. Yeah, they had one. Hold on. Let me pull it up. You might be interested. That's you might not shock. like shock. I got a feeling that I shouldn't show this to you, but I think I'm going to anyway. Uh Oh, are they dancing in front of flags? No, no, nothing like that. <laughs> I always got to be careful with you. Like, hold up. You take it to the extreme quick. Yeah, Let's dude. What's, it was like, uh oh. So they did an album with covers. Oh, and cool. I know you're not big on covers. I'm not huge. Depending. Depending on what covers they like. There's a few covers. Well, I'm doing this on purpose because I think you're going to hate it. <laughs> I might not. All right. Let's see. Maybe I, I not. Liked we'll higher, see. I liked Higher Ground. All right. How about this one? Yeah, I was a fiend before I became a teen. I melt the microphones instead of cones of ice cream, music orientated. So when hip hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzle, complicated. I grabbed the mic and try to say yes, y'all, and try to take it. But say that I'm too small, cool. Cause I don't get upset. I kick a hole in the speaker, put a plug, then I check back to the lab without a mic. <laughs> I knew that laugh would be coming sooner or later. I like it. You do? Yeah. It took me a minute to figure out who it was. No, but here's it. Mind you, you got to understand I'm biased because he loves hip hop. I'm a biased person. I know he loves hip hop. I wouldn't be surprised if he, I, I don't think he was reading that. I think he knows that song. So I just, I think the rage, it's fine. They they love hip hop, no question in my brain. There's they no do. Question. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if I can get you on something else. All right, let's see. Here's another one. Let's see if you can recognize. I want you to call it out if you recognize it. Cooling on the scene like a horse in a stable, and a brother got ill, tried to snatch a fat cable. I stepped back like it wasn't no thing. I punched him in the jaw with the fat ring. I had an ace in the hole when it came to that. Yo, Z, you was packing, you know I was strapped. Posse kept rolling, it was hard to get with them. So I stepped back and I'm in my lead denim. They kept coming just like I figured. So I stepped back and guess? started spraying niggas. What a way to go out, out like a sucker. But I'm on track like a Long Island trainer can't head up your mission. Suckers who be dissing, always on my job. A snake always hissing, grabbing and tapping. Oh, it, man. No, I'm not right there. I think it's EPMD, bro. Right here. You never heard I'm housing before? I'm pretty sure that's I heard EPMD. It, but I, I've heard it, but I didn't know that was the song. I didn't, I didn't know La Roca busted the nigga. That's a shock. I forgot too. I'm like, oh, well, let's talk about that afterwards. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked about that. But what is he? He is. 
Well, I know he's Hispanic. I don't know exactly of what descent. But remember, in L.A., it's kind of a thing. Ah, uh, not anymore. Mm, no, it is. I think it depends on it depends on what circle you're in. It's very common to be like, who are you chilling with? Like, there's certain people that do in a certain circle, but if you say it in the wrong circle, oh, I didn't say it was like walking around saying seasons greetings. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say like that. if you're just like, hey, we're in a crew, and they'll be like, oh, there's some brothers over there. Let's go holler at them. Be like, they'll be like, wait, 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 wait what? I'm sorry, but if you, there are some cats that are just like you know, we're raised around you. They're like, yeah, this dude has been raised around us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Check up. I don't really know where he falls, but let's see if you can get this one. I think I think you might have heard this one, Steve. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. I'm not gonna play the whole song, but do you know that one? I can't one? really hear what he's totally saying. That's Renegades of Funk, man. Africa Bombada and the Soul Sonic Force. Oh, so they just cover hip hop the whole thing? Not all of it. They have the Ghost of Tom Joad, which I believe is a Springsteen. Is it Springsteen? I think it's Springsteen. Street Fighting Man. That is the Rolling Stones. What else they got? Uh, Beautiful World. I'm not sure who that is. Oh, and then I'll just give you this last one here. Maybe you've heard this one. You haven't guessed one yet. Hey, don't miss out on what you're passing. You're missing the hooter of the funky hooter. A hooter of the fucked up styles to get wicked. So come on as I start to kick it. Cause we're like the outlaws fighting. Suckers are hiding. Jump behind the bush when they see me driving by. Hanging out my window and my magnum taking out some hootos. It's the kind of local. I'm just another local kid. You recognize it? No. All right, hold on. Just here's the chorus. The street getting paid for my vocals. Here is something you can't understand. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how when you put it on a different thing, you're like, I would have never guessed Cypress Hill. Completely throws you off, right? Yeah, it's totally. Now, do you like that album? It's okay. It's fine. Well, it's it's not bad. It's just not one that I listen to a bunch. No, I mean, I didn't know they only had three albums. That's crazy. They have three albums. They have a live album, maybe one or two live albums, and then they have that that uh, cover thing. I wonder what You would I... think that Zach De La Roca would be pen to paper for the last Dude. four years, just writing everything down. And who for says For the last isn't? decade. Yeah, it's possible that, he's, that he has done this, though. We'll see. Maybe that's where they were going. They were testing the waters, seeing if people still wanted it. Clearly, they did, because like the shows were sold out, but then this happened, so... So he's so and they were they started recording like nearly three decades ago, something like that. And only three. hours. I don't like to say that, though, because, God, it seems so long ago. Gee, that's I mean, when I hear 90 something and they have three albums, I'm like, dude, but that's dope that they could just tour on three albums. Kind of like System of a Down. You know, someone. Oh, Daniel was just talking about them, how he was into them. Oh, Fresno loves System of a Down because they're like a big Armenian town. Man, they when they used to come through here, it was like Armenian Central, sold out, fucking crazy wild 
some of the craziest concerts I've ever been to. Uh, are they Ar- Ar- an Armenian group? Yeah, they're full Armenian. I did not know that. Semi-political. No, they'll, so they'll be like, hey, killing, uh, police shouldn't be killing people anyway. Prison like, systems kind of, and stuff like that. Okay, you know? cool. That's understandable. Still, are they still very popular? They just put out two songs that were pretty much garbage, but I think they have the power to, if they, like, they wanted to do another tour, they're going to sell it out. If they wanted to do another album, it's going to be very successful. But they kind of phoned in a couple of things, and it wasn't very, very great. So if they go on tour and they come to Save Mart, they can fill Save Mart? Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. In Fresno? Are you serious? We're a huge Armenian town. I know. Okay, what about uh, Same thing with Journey. We're also a big Filipino town, and Journey comes to town. Shit. You would think that it's like Comic-Con. What about like, do you think System of the Down is is filling uh, Arco Arena? I think they could. Dude, I am so out of the loop. This is incredible to me. (laughs) Because people want to see those nostalgic bands. That's so crazy. that's why I think they could do it. I don't think that there's people, you know, walking around or downloading System of a Down all day long these days. But I think that they have such a fan base from back in the day that people would go see it. Reunion tours do great that way. Well, then why would you? Why is it that Boys to Men can't fill Save Mart, but System of a Down could? Both nostalgic. They couldn't do it on their own. With but they could do it in a could. tour. Yeah, they could do it like in, a, in one of those. That's why they do those damn Mega Jam tours. I don't know why that is. It's very strange because technically, Boyz II Men has the biggest songs out of all of them, but they're not going to sell the biggest arenas out of all of them. That's crazy. Uh, someone did make a point though. They're like, uh, uh, they said, um, like hip hop and R and B don't have fans like country music does. Like country music, you could be ninety eight, but if you still had that song everyone loved, they're going to pay to see you. They're loyal and they're going to stay with you till the wheels fall off. No one's paying to see MC Hammer anymore. Whereas if MC Hammer was a country star, he'd be good forever. You would always be able, because of how huge he was at one time, Garth Brooks can just go on tour again if he feels like it. Uh, what's it? Randy Travis, go on tour tomorrow. Having not sold a thing in the last, I don't know how long. But hip hop and R&B, we don't do that. You got to, you got to keep, you got to keep it going. Well, maybe it's this. Mm. Okay. When I saw Wu-Tang, not everyone's up to snuff anymore. Okay. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) Not everyone is uh, pulling that kind of quality where it's, it's, it's a good thing that they have eight other people with them. I'll just say that. Totally. Country singers, maybe the same thing because it's just a lot of, well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I wrote this song about my wife who's our special been married 23 years. I'm going to go ahead and play this one. Maybe you recognize it. And then they play a song and it's just something that you hear on the radio, ballad, whatever. I think it's but, hard to keep that energy going when you get older. But boys to men can still sing. They can still sing. And I guess that, but they, were they dancing? Were they dancers? No. Okay. That's right. They weren't, huh? I don't know. So it's like, what is the difference? Now I get like new Maybe edition. They don't have hits. I get it. Oh, they got too many hits. They got one of the biggest hits of all time. Let's and see, it's like end of well, the road, end of the road. A uh, one sweet day, one sweet. Okay, yeah. And then uh, that was humongous. Uh, they, I'll make love to you. Whatever their first song was, I'll make. I'll love make to love you to first you. One. Yeah, uh, Motown Philly. Wa- water ones dry. Water ones dry. Down on bended knee. Like they had a string of monster hits. See those last two? Never heard of them. Down on bended knee. You did. Uh, water runs dry. You did. 
you if you heard it, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know that song. But um, so it's like I'm being really I bad think, today. I'm sorry. I keep muting myself. I'm starving and I'm eating at the same time. Sorry, folks. But I'm, I'm, I'm awake. Yeah, I'm. Trust me, I get. It. I'm freaking. My stomach is going crazy. Um, <laughs> I just think uh, it's just a different. We, I, it's different. There's something there. There's a reason, and I don't know what it is. I think the only people that can still pull, and that's because there's two groups with, within. New Edition can go on tour and pack the house because they have a cheat code. They just have Bell Bib DeVoe open up for them? They have Bell Bib DeVoe in the group. And they got Bobby Brown in the group. And they have Johnny Gill in the group. All of which had hits. So you almost have a jam just with them. Like Bobby Brown could go on a, by himself, go on like a one hour all my hits thing. And we know all of them. So it's kind of, I get why they can. New kids on the block. New kids on the block can still pack the house. Yes, yep. they surely can. And Because women is like to all, dance. Absolutely. And I think if like, here's the problem. If I say NSYNC can still sell the house, it's not, it's not fair. Of course they're going to pack the house. They got, a, they got a cheat code. Got Justin Timberlake in the group. Would you go see a reunion of NSYNC? Would you pay yes. to see that? I absolutely I think would. I would too, bro. Absolutely, I would. They had really good albums. Um, I know one of them is going to bring it. Without a doubt, one of them is going to bring it. And I think uh, they're going to accidentally do at least, uh, they'll at least do suit and tie together. They'll at least do that. You can't get off stage. Now, I don't think that, I think he should do it for them. I think he should go on tour with NSYNC. I think that would be a good thing for his brothers. He should just do it. On GP. Poor Joey Fatone. He's like, Justin, come on, Justin. It's been a while since we've seen each other. Do you want me to vacuum out the back seat too? And do you prefer new car smell or cherry scent? I think I have a feeling that's what uh, Fatone's doing right now. I don't, dude, they're, I think they're all still wealthy. Like Fatone had a compound. Who's the next wealthiest? Oh, and I'm talking about NSYNC. So there's Justin and then who? Lance? There's Lance, Justin, Chris Kirkpatrick, Joey Fatone, and a JC, JC Chavez. JC Chavez. Chavez. I would think JC is probably the next because he had a a solo album. Yeah, but Lance Bass was doing some stuff. Remember when he came out and then everyone wanted him on TV and stuff? So he has some money. He has some money. I don't think because now he's, I don't know. Oh, he has a radio gig. So he might be doing well too. He has a radio gig. Radio pays like like terrestrial radio still pays money knowing that they're a sinking ship. Man, I'll tell you this. After hearing about Byron Allen, I'm not ruling anything <laughs> out at this point. Gee, I told you about Byreezy. I told you. Listen to this. So yes. Gail and I went for a drive. We're yeah. on the freeway. She wanted to hear the show. I hate listening to the show, but, you know, because it seems weird to listen to the show, but she wanted to hear it. She hasn't heard for a while. So we're listening to the show, <laughs> driving down the freeway. We're talking about Byron Allen. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Wayne Brady is who I'm talking about. We, we're still talking yes. about Byron Allen, but we were talking about yes. Wayne Brady at this point. And you said, uh, can you guess the net worth of Wayne Brady? She goes, 12 million. Like, boom, right off the bat. What? Just a guess. I was impressed. Uh-huh. 12 million. Just, That's impressive. It's such a, it was very impressive. Considering that I was saying, <laughs> what did I say? Two hundred million. <laughs> You're like four hundred and eighty trillion dollars. Four like, no. billion dollars. <laughs> a 
I'm like, what do you think he you think he owns freaking Tesla? <laughs> I say the best, man. If you're like a celebrity and you got money, then you're all the same to me for some, you know, I just lump you all together. It's more money than I'll ever have. So free. Oh, I got a question for you. Yeah. What is the richest house you've ever been in? I went to a Christmas party of these lawyers. It was like a lawyer, a law Mm. firm, the owners of a law firm. Yeah. And they had like the heated floors and the bathrooms And nothing too crazy, nothing too extravagant, but it was a very nice house. It wasn't like I got lost in it. And quite frankly, it was the kind of setting where I wasn't going to be wandering around. But it was a girl used to work for a law firm and it was their, it was this couple that they owned the, I can't remember their names. Oh, nice. But they, they, it's crazy because you know where I live and they just live, you know, blocks away, but the neighborhoods change drastically in a few blocks. That's everywhere. Like, you know, people in L.A. that have mansions are within three miles of horrific situations. How about you? I wish I had more for you, but that's really honestly like I've never really been in a bunch of rich people's houses. How about you? I well, feel like there's there, a story. No, no, no. There is no story. I was just, The only thing that made me bring this up was um, freaking Eddie Murphy was uh, doing a selfie video. Talking about, hey, thank you guys for all your support for in this and that, some award he got. Uh-huh. And so you could see behind him. And it was a ra- it's a hallway in his house. Dan, it, it, it looked like a football field away to the exit. I was like, that is a monstrosity of a house. It makes sense, though. He seems like the kind of person that needs to have a lot of stuff. He's always been flashy. He's all, and the thing is, people forget how much money he's worth. Like, he's done Disney projects. <laughs> we forget that. And also, like, now who's in his league is Lynn Manuel. I mean, he sold uh, Hamilton for $250 million. I'm still Disney? bugging, still bugging on Hamilton. I have not watched it yet. Okay. Why? Um, because every time I want to sit down and watch, you know, you have to, like, for me, I have to be in the mood for it. Now, there are some things I don't have to be in the mood for. You tell me a Bee Gees documentary is coming on. Guess what I'm in the mood for right now? I'm in the mood for a Bee Gees documentary. You know, that Beatles, uh, that, that Beatles documentary, I don't have to be in a mood for that. I'm watching that because it's a That looks Beatles. so good. It looks in freaking, when he strapped on his bass guitar, I almost fainted. I had no idea. Oh, you're talking about the the one that's coming out, the series? Yes. Have you seen the trailer that they put? Sure. I can't remember. Oh, my God. The Peter Jackson trailer? Or not right. trailer, but the, the footage? Here's what I'm going to tell you. I saw that footage, and it looks dope. But, Dan, this, I think the other one's going to be better. Because I don't even really like Get Back. I don't like that album. We'll see when it comes out. I think you're going to no. be geeking so hard over this. Your heroes on screen, all the little nuances they have, all the little funny parts. But I, I, there's no question. That's a story, though, G. That BG story is a story. That And that's what he's going to do. You saw him. All of a sudden, you're in a dark room with a mixing board. You make a story with that. And you have Rick Rubin turning down. You're not doing that. What they're doing on the documentary is they're just showing, yeah, it's fine. You'll hear soloed out things. But when you're hearing the song play and you're having Paul be like, oh, check out this part. Dude, what are you, it's over, man. You have two people in that room. You think it's going to be that one? Yes. You think it's going to be the series versus the uh, movie? Yes. Yes. 
Oh no, man. Peter Jackson's kind of got a special way about him. I'm not even a Lord of the Rings guy. I don't like that album. Is it going to be just about the making of that album? That's what they have a lot of the footage from. Because they videotaped the making of that album. They have a lot of footage from I mean, the I, I noticed it. They have all the footage from the rooftop and everything like that. Yes. But I didn't realize it was just going to be that period in time. I think it's going to be incredible, dude. It's going to be incredible, but it is not going to compare to what this guy is going to... Because remember, the Bee Gees, which is sad. It's sad. The Bee Gees guy was involved, but the other ones weren't around. You have Paul who wrote the songs in the studio with... It'd be like, here's what I want to do. And he puts on his bass guitar to replay some of that stuff. What are we talking about? <laughs> When he played, bo, bo, do, do, I said, oh, my God, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, that's why I know I wouldn't be if they're like, hey, Steve, want to interview Paul McCartney? I'm like, if you want a terrible interview, sure. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I don't think you would be able to keep your cool. <laughs> I would not. He's like, once he sits down and is like, hey, Steven, come over here. And he starts playing Lady Madonna. I will turn around and walk myself out. I'll be like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. <laughs> this is not something. Th- and I, I promise you, Dan, I would get a picture, but I would say, sir, Paul McCartney, I'm the wrong person to do this. And I'm doing you a favor. I am the wrong man to do this. Sorry. Just like if they're like, hey, want to interview Stevie on the such and such anniversary of Sons of Key of Life? I'd be like, I'm the wrong person to do it. I'm the wrong person. You should, you do not want me to do this. Now, there are other people like, I would do a killer interview with Dave Grohl. I would nerd out but it would be conversational nerding. And also, no matter how much of a freak I was, Dave Grohl can out-freak me. He would just match my insanity with insanity. Paul's not that and Stevie's not that. Grohl is. He's an insane person. Snoop is an insane person that would match my silliness. But yeah, I couldn't do it with Stevie and Paul. I just couldn't. And mind you, I would freak out over Dre and Snoop because they were the soundtrack to my you know, growing up the chronic, I would lose it. But I'd understand that they'd be like, yeah, I like this groove. Yeah, I get it, bro. We're going to have to work that out of you, man. I think 2021 is the year of the interview. I dude, I'm not a good interviewer. Well, you're going to be by 2022. I will be with you on some interviews, but I'm just not a good interviewer. I ask ridiculous questions that they'll be like, I don't remember why I said that. Obviously it takes practice. Some people just have it. You naturally like for me that one interview i did it wasn't an interview we were talking to her she was just a conversationalist and that's fun julianne was just conversation and even then i asked her a question she's like i didn't remember saying that i was like oh well bad question yeah you were deep diving i was impressed i i wanted like the quiz she (laughs) did way better on the quiz than i could have imagined she would do she's like oh yeah remember that i'm like whoa it's funny that you mentioned the quiz because i was just thinking about that the other day i'm like god damn it steve pulls out some good ones do you remember the name of your quiz uh (laughs) (laughs) i remember what we were gonna call it oh come on now (laughs) (laughs) what was the what was it julianne's memory julianne's memory yeah yeah i do remember that (laughs) but i remember what you were going to call it yeah Kind of you, sounded like that in a way. That was you. No, it was not. I promise you. that <laughs> I guarantee, I, Dan, I swear. Because when you said it, I was no. like, that's hilarious. I don't think so, buddy. Put it this way, Steve. I say enough stupid shit where I can go, yep, that was me. I don't think that one was me. <laughs> <laughs>
She is, here's the thing. She is just absolutely, that was an adorable interview. There are certain people like, if you're like, I'm going to have them on, I know, oh, that's going to be a fun interview where I can just sit back, drink coffee and listen to Dan wax poetic. I miss her. We should have her on. Bring her back on. Have to give her a call. I think this time we should have her on just a normal show where it's not even an interview. But like when I do this show. You want to talk some movies? She's a big movie geek. What movies? Oh, because you know what? Her dude, not her dude, but her dude, her homeboy, George Clooney has a, a movie I just started watching on Netflix. Is it good? I saw the trailer and I'm like, not now. It's I'll come downer. back. To, yeah. I was like, I don't think it's I'm ready downer. for it right now, but maybe. Oh, it's a, and he knows how to make you sad. <laughs> he knows how to make, but there is so much good stuff out right now. And someone said a great thing on Twitter. They're like, this has been a terrible year for movies. And someone was like, this has been the best year ever for horror. I said, you're so right. Yeah. Shutter's been destroying game. Like this whole year. We're in the Shutter sense. Dude, am I tri-? And everyone else was like, yeah, this was kind of Shutter's year, wasn't it? It's like you told because they were talking about the mortuary, uh, uh, the mortuary collection and all these movies that came out. I was like, I forgot that came out this year. I forgot that movie came out. Th- and people seem to like your movie, dude, with Homegirl. <laughs> Um, Aya Cash. You know how many times you throw homegirl and homeboy at me? Yeah, okay. What's her name? Aya Cash. Is it? Yeah. People seem to really dig that movie. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. People that are into theater like that. Oh, uh, right? yeah, no, you're right. And they consider that like, oh, was a, I wouldn't call that a horror movie, though. It's a play. That's what it's, it is. It's a play. And yeah, and, and so, yeah, it's been great for horror. Shudder has been kicking it out so much that I'm actually behind. There's a bunch I haven't seen. I think that... um. October kind of took it out of me because I went hardcore in October more than I normally do. And here's the thing. Uh, one thing I, I was, I was agitated. I wasn't even agitated. I was kind of confused at first. I was like, Oh, I'm not really into this one. I'm like, Oh yeah, there is such a thing as classic horror that you're like, you may not like the movie, but this is where a lot of the movies you watch now got what they did. And so when I watch a part, a part of, uh, I started part of one of a series of classic horror movies. I'm like, I see that thing everywhere now. Like what? That, and they're like, yeah, this is the first person to do it. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting to see these things. Like, oh, that's where you got that weird thing that all horror movies do. And they don't do it like, oh, we got, they're like, no, it's a, it's a, it's a homage to that movie. We do it as an homage to that. I'm like, oh, that's really, it's kind of like that. What's the name of that scream that they use on other movies? Wilhelm scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's like a stock footage of screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they use that one scream and they do it as an homage. They're like, we have to put it in the movie somewhere as an homage to, you know. And so I, I think that this year is a great, a great thing of uh, even though movies weren't the best, um, horror movies are killing it, dude. And you know me and horror movies go together like things that go together, like squirts and tacos. <laughs> Dan, I don't believe you. This is a perfect time, Steve, to get out of this but utilize what you were doing and make a segue because you were talking about stuff that you watched. Ladies and gentlemen, I uh, I know this is going to be a quick show, but there was something Dan was like, all right, I'm done with the show. I got to leave. I'm like, can we do a review? He's like, nope, I'm finished. I'm like, I just wanted to. He's like, nope. And I'm like, no, Dan. That gonna no, Dan. I got to tell about, talk about one thing. And he's like, okay, Steve. This is a pain in my ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were being a, 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 a hitch in my jaw. Is that a thing? I was being a bit of a Grinch. I'm trying to keep it there we go. and seasonal. So I did watch a thing and it was because of Dan. Really? It was really because of Dan that I jumped 
all in because he's like, you're going to get spoiled. If you don't do this now, you're going to get spoiled. And I trust Dan because he's online and he's like, dude, it's about to happen. I even muted the um, the word and I still got some stuff. Yeah, it was inevitable. Yeah, they did a sneak around because they also add it could be hashtag Mandalorian news. I'm like, well, I'm not going to ha- I'm not going to freaking mute everything. So I watched the second season of our great man from Mandalore. Is he from Mandalore, Dave? I believe he's from Mandalore. Real quick before you start, Steve, um, just to kind of give some people that may be listening for the first time a little bit of background. You're not a Star Wars fan, per se, like most people are. The traditional Star Wars fan is not you, correct? Yeah, I'm not. Familiarity with the trilogies is somewhat good. You have seen them, but they're not memorized in your brain, right? Yes. I just wanted to set that up because I'm very curious what you think about this. I know that you loved the last season, but this one seems a little more special to me as a major Star Wars fan. So I'm just going to give it up to you, dude. We talked about this on the Patreon episode, or at least I did. I gave my feelings on it Uh, real quickly. I'm just going to say I loved it. Uh, The ending, by the way, we're going to have some spoilers here. Okay. We're not going to go deep into this because we don't have a lot of time, but we're, there's going to be some spoilers. So you, you need to listen or not listen, but just hear this part. Spoilers. Steve, go for it. What did you think? All right. So I sat down and started watching the show. Um, the first episode, it ha- it was fun. Because, you know, the first episodes never count, in my opinion, because you're introduced to the people that you loved so much. The year, so uh, you're going to like it. You're like, hey, it's such and such back. I like seeing this guy. Cool. And so I was like, okay. And the second episode... Uh, in my opinion, I text Dan after I watched it, and Dan wasn't especially fond. And I thought it was adorable. And he was just like, yeah, that's probably the worst. <laughs> probably the worst, uh, <laughs> the worst episode of the series, of the season. True, but that, in my opinion anyway, but that's not really saying no. much. It's just that I liked the season so much. That one was kind of like one of those side mission stories, which I think they need to do a little bit of filler there. It wasn't bad. It just... I don't know. The frog lady really wasn't my thing. I totally. And here's the thing. For me, uh, uh, one thing I get, uh, the overarching, one thing I thought was funny, um, a side note, is that no one was helpful to the Mandalorian. Like, it's the equivalent of me saying, hey, how do I get to save Mar from my house? And then like, hey, go to that first street right there. And then I go to that first street and I have to find someone else to tell me where to go next. I'm like, why can't someone just tell me how to get to save Mar? All the way there. So that I don't have to ask any more questions. <laughs> but every person he asks is like, go to this planet, go to that planet. Be like, oh, no, they're not here. You got to go to that other planet. Okay, go to that other planet. Oh, no, 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 no. Then you got to go talk to Homeboy. I'm like, man, if there's one person that can use some help right now, a good direction, <laughs> it's the Mandalorian. Because <laughs> no one knows anything about anything. They need the internet in the Star Wars universe. That's what it is. They don't have the internet. Dude, it's like, you're just telling me step by step how to get somewhere. Maybe? I just saved you from a killing spider and you send me to our place that didn't really help me at all, hardly. But anyway, more power to Frog Lady. Anyway, so um, once it starts going for me, I st- I was in halfway. Once the spiders, the snow spiders got into, it never slowed down for me. I thought it was just fantastic from then on. I thought it was fun. It was really cool. Um... There were certain things I didn't quite get because I'm not in the Star Wars universe. There's a fight between a Jedi and a rant, a lady. And I was like, shouldn't the Jedi just destroy this woman? 
is there something I'm missing here? Or should this not be a fight at all? It should just be me killing you. Now, here's the thing with what they're doing with the Mandalorian now. See, they have what's called Rebels, which is an animated special, and they also have Clone Wars, where you're talking about the Jedi you're talking about is named Ahsoka. You were talking about Rosario Dawson, correct? Yeah. She comes from these animated series, and I don't watch any of that. So there's all these other characters. Bo-Katan is another one of those characters, the the uh, female Mandalorians. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're from, I believe it's Clone Wars. See, I don't even know if it's Clone Wars or Rebels, but people love this shit. And according to my son and a lot of other people, like the writing is so strong in these that they might be worth looking into because that's where they're drawing a lot of the inspiration for this season from. Or not, I didn't say a lot of the inspiration, but they are bringing characters in from those series. And I have a feeling they're going to keep doing that as things unfold. So it might be worth checking out if you're that into it. Or, or you know, I don't know if you are or not, but I think I'm going to just because there are things that I want to know that are now canon or have been canon, but I just I've only focused on the trilogies. So, ah, because there's I was a lot like, of learning for me to do. She should be killing that person. As a from what I've learned from Dan about Jedi's, which isn't a lot of information, by the way, not a lot at all. But from what you told me, I'd have a hard time beating him up, right? Well, I don't know. It's you, Steve. You, know you might what? win, you make, you, dude. <laughs> listen. listen, that's the next thing we got to do is put Steve up against a Jedi. <laughs> See what he comes up with. Okay, number one, this ain't no. Okay, we're joking right now. But on the last episode, guess who wouldn't last for a second, apparently? Guess who would not last with a Jedi? Anyway, so, <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching this fight. I thought the fight was cool, especially how they, they did a simultaneous. Uh, again, I'm not going to ruin too much. I'm going to ruin some things. So be, be careful. Like Dan said, spoilers. Major spoilers coming. Um, for me, I think that the how they, they, they did a split screen sort of thing with uh, they have one fight going on on one side, one fight going on the other side, and how he's like, it sounds like such and such is winning. I thought that was really clever because what they could have done, it was like, we're just going to show you a kick butt fight on one side. They're like, no, let's just knock these both out at one time. And I thought it was just really, really fun. Um, that episode was dope. It, it, it reminded me how dope a Mandalorian is with his gun, his sidearm. I'm like, look, man, this is not a cat you want to play with. He even took his hand away from it. How about them whistling birds? Whistling birds. Yeah, those little rockets that shoot out of his wrist. Oh, yeah, I like those. I think they're kind of, um, I don't know, man. They seem kind of corny to me. They do the jobs. They're man. effective, but they're a little corny. Just like that whole bending over shooting that rocket thing that homeboy does. I was like, that's super corny, G. It just looks ridiculous. I kind of agree with you, but I think that they did that because... For the longest time, it was a big joke. Like you would get the action figure with this jetpack, and yeah, and in uh, Return of the Jedi, you see Boba Fett use it for like three seconds, but you're just to assume that they use it a lot. And then, of course, there's that missile that's on the top or rocket, whatever you want to call it, that's on the top of it. So I think they're like, yeah, let's 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 do things with Star Wars yes. that people have joked about or have wanted to see, and it, give them a little bit of fan service. It looked silly. It looked silly. Okay, let's stay positive, Steve. But I'm giving my review. That's fair. I think it looked silly. Okay. And the 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 wrist rockets were just silly, considering no wrist or back rockets is what you're yes, saying. Yes, no. And but here's what I will say: there was a thing that shot out of his shin or whatever that I was like, yeah, that's where you turn around and run. When dude has shin rockets, you're like, oh, turns out I can't beat this guy. 
cool. <laughs> and they did the right thing. <laughs> they were like, yeah, that's what I would have done. I'm like, oh, he comes with chin rockets. I didn't get that memo. Holla at your boy. You just got to rock the right rocket. That's it. They weren't rocking the right rocket. They weren't rocking the right and, and And I love how they literally pretty much said they cannot hit anything with those rockets. The uh, stormtroopers. They're like, oh, they sh- can't shoot, though. We're fine. It's, that's the big joke <laughs> that they can't it. shoot anything i like that they're bringing it into it now where it's like i, I remember they said some line like uh they're like they can't shoot, they can't hit us something on the side of a whatever and the i was like, like i'm no stormtrooper yeah. that is <laughs> they, so funny yeah they're bringing that in now and i think it's funny like they, somehow they've managed to take the things that people joke about and add them in there to where it's like oh okay yeah at yes. least they're touching on it now and and the thing that they did with that was smart was oh yeah Five stormtroopers that can't shoot, not a problem. But they're like, what is a problem is 40 stormtroopers that can kind of shoot. You know what I'm saying? When five people can't shoot and 40 people can't shoot, that's okay if they're shooting in your general direction, you're going to get hit. And that's what they did. They just overpowered sometimes. And they're like, "Uh uh-oh, they're closing in now. I was like, that is so smart to be like, yeah, five isn't bad. But when you have ships of them coming, you know what I'm saying? They're like, now it's a problem. There's like 30 of them. It doesn't matter if they can shoot or not. If they shoot in your general vicinity, they're going to hit you. So I was like, that's wise, man. That's really smart. It shows how many stormtroopers there are. That's a smart thing to do. They're just outnumbered. And um, I thought that the uh, when the they put, is it Grogu? Yes. When they put Grogu on the rock, I thought it was really dope how he immediately, it wasn't, because what some lesser shows would have done is have a whole episode of him sitting on the rock, then him trying to get off the rock, the Mandalorian coming be like, no, 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 you got to stay. And then him keeping having to do that. Instead, the whole episode is like, no, he took to the rock immediately. Yeah, he's plug and play. As, me, as soon as he got on that thing, it was over with. So we know he has some sort of thing. And um, he's apparently calling an, oh man, when I thought back <laughs> on what was happening then, I'm like, that is so freaking cool, man. Because I didn't know. I thought he was just getting into his groove. But the woman had said he's either going to not vibe with it or he's going to send out a calling card. And when he was sitting on it, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about what, what was happening. Yeah, when Ahsoka says that. By the way, what did you think of her performance? I know you don't know that Love character. It. But she looks great. Love it. She, yeah, I mean. Except for the fact that she couldn't really fight. When does Rosario Dawson ever screw up, though? It's pretty rare, right? No, she's she's bomb. She, I mean, I love her person because the fact that she will do Star... Because she knew she was doing Star Wars and she still did the Kevin Smith thing. I remember when I rewatched uh, Kids a few months back. I yeah. forgot that she was in that movie. Fantastic. I'm like, oh, shit. He has Crazy. a very... She has a look, man. She really does. There's no... You are not going to go into a coffee shop and say, Hey, Dan, I think I saw Rosario Dawson. No. Yeah, you know when you see You her. know when you saw Rosario <laughs> you saw Rosario Dawson. Anyway, yeah. they're like, you know, she she's saying that, you know, take him to this rock, this planet, put him mm-hmm. on this rock. And yes. then he's going to call out to a Jedi. And then mm-hmm. she's like, but there's not a lot of Jedis left. So then as a Star Wars fan, I start thinking. And honestly, I will say that what happens did pop into my head very briefly. Only timelines like, you know, speaking of the timeline. It would make sense, but there's no way that I like was it. Oh yeah, I saw this coming. It was just one of those things like where I guess it could be this, but actually, a lot of people thought, and myself included, thought it might have been cool because it seemed like it would be more gettable. Now we know how they went about this, but I was thinking 
Samuel L. Jackson. They're going to bring Samuel L. Jackson back. I was, Mace Windu. That's smart. And, and you know, because that would work. He still pretty much looks yes, the same. He could totally. He I, could totally do it. See, I don't know the lore. So my brain went a very dark place. What were you thinking? Maul's going to come out? No. I thought, Maul. I thought Vader was coming. They couldn't have done that, though, Steve, because Vader dies in Jedi, Return of the Jedi. This is after Return of the Jedi. Oh, I didn't this know is, this was after Return of the Jedi. This is 30 years before The Force Awakens, and like I think it's like three or seven years after. Oh, cool. Jedi. So, yeah, okay, time, cool. time-wise, it couldn't happen. So, um, but I thought it would have been dope just for non-fans where you hear that dark music and he come like, well, one came. <laughs> one did show. <laughs> and, uh, but I thought. And, and um, technically, I know I'm being nerdy too, but technically he's a Sith, not a Jedi. So. He's not a Jedi? Well, he used to be a Jedi. So maybe he's still got so that. Wouldn't uh, that still be he's a. He's still got his card. Yeah. He's still got his Jedi card. So maybe, yeah. but technically he's a Sith. But he would still get the Jedi calling card, right? Does he not sense Jedi? No, he force? senses Jedi. Yeah, so yeah, he still he... senses it. Yeah. But he's dead, so it's irrelevant. But I'm just exactly. saying. Exactly. But if he so. was alive, it wouldn't be a matter what you call him. He if was he was still... alive, it'd be on. Then we got a whole other story going on. That would be a great... Anyway. Um, so so uh, um, after that, I thought it was really fun for them to uh, actually... Because I was like, how are they going to beat these guys? Like, I genuinely had no idea how this was going to happen. And of course, the, you know... Help comes and things, you know, great. But every time I thought, how are they going to win this? I don't know how they're going to win this. Um, Two things. Yeah. And then I, because I'm sorry to keep taking you off your game, but, I, but I'm trying to talk about something because I think that this is one of the things you would have went, oh, and had some opinions on it. What were your thoughts? Sorry to go back. What were your thoughts on, uh, and he was in the last season, of course, Bill Burr's role? We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, you weren't just talking about the finale? No, I was just talking about uh, Grogu still on the rock. He was sending the car. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you, when you said help is coming, I thought you were talking about the uh, finale. I apologize. Please. No proceed. problem. I'm, I'll shut uh, up. Uh, so, so Grogu's on the rock and it's, I was like, how are they going to get out of this? Cause there's a lot of people coming and help comes and whatever. So we, uh, as time, as time goes forward uh, after that episode, I'm like, dude, I look at the, I look at my, my episode list. I'm thinking there's like 11 episodes in my brain. I'm like, Oh, we have so many to go and life is going to be. And I'm like, there's only eight episodes. I was like, Oh crap. Do all I want under to... an hour too? all under an hour. And I'm like, well then I, I guess, <laughs> you know, I guess we're just going to go ahead and finish the freaking. Cause I thought I'm like, I have like six more, seven more easy. But uh, so, um, let's go. Since you brought him up, I do want to talk about Billiam. Um, when uh, the way that they introduce him, because it makes sense, not to me, but to y'all, it probably does. In my brain, I had to make it make sense because he was just like, look, we need someone who's familiar with the uh, technology. That's all I got from it. Someone that's familiar with that ship's technology so we can get a beacon and figure out where it's at. And they're like, well, there's only one dude that I know that is. And when they showed his picture, Dan, listen, <laughs> I did not expect that. I thought he was coming in a different fo- in a different way. But do you remember him from season one? I surely do. Okay. All right. And so when, when they showed his picture, I was like, oh, <laughs> and I love how they, when he comes, he's like, they don't ask him to change his tone. They literally hired Bill Burr. Yep. That's what they said. No, no. Be who you are on stage. Just in this world. 
Can I say one thing about that? Go for it, yeah. I think it's such a smart move it's to genius. bring him in. He has brought edge to the Star Wars galaxy. Absolutely. They, you know, like, yes. I think M- Migs Mayfeld, which is his character, is what, now don't get all nutty with me, but like, I think he's kind of like what Han Solo should have been. He's got the edge that Han Solo should have had. Han Solo's beloved because he's, you know, he's been around forever and he's a popular character. But I like that they're bringing a bit of realism into it. Absolutely. Here's the thing. He made me feel like this is a real place. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, not everyone talks like Mandalorian and not everyone talks like Boba Fett. Like, these are weirdos in this world. This guy is a normal person. And since he's so, remind me to come back, I'm going to come back to how normal he is in comparison to the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian does not think of things the way people think of things. He puts him grounded and says, you know, you guys are all, anyway. So, um, they, well, what he, do you mean? I, well, I was curious what you're saying. Oh, no, I'm going to come back to that because it okay. comes into my end of the review. So right, we're out. going, we're going. And uh, uh, I love how they're like, um, we need you to come with us. And he does what normal people would do. Where the crap are you taking me? Because in my brain, you're going to execute me. Is this my execution time? You're going to kill me, aren't you? Because I just think that every time I see that woman, Gina Carano, she's going to kill me. I, I don't know why I call her a real name. Anyway, um, so he's like, she's like, well, you could, you could stay here. He's like, wait, wait, wait. If I help you, do I get out? She's like, you get a better view. And they walk. That's a fair thing to do. Either you follow us or you stay here. And the way he looks behind him, he's like, he's like, well, it's not going to be worse. So let's go. And the fact, here's a genius thing they did on this show. What's the dude's name? Gideon. What's his first name? Moff Gideon. Moff is like a, think of like Darth or okay. something like that. So what they did that was slick. Like we see how dope he is because Giancarlo is amazing. Uh, we see how dope he is. But what they do is he's like, we need you to get on Moff Gideon's ship. Immediately Bill Burr says, oh, I'm out. Send me back to the place. That's how you show how tough a person is. Don't, you don't even have to show me. Just show me the reactions of when his name is mentioned by normal people, and I'll believe you. He's like, oh, we're not getting on that ship. Game over. Next question. I was like, oh, this is so smart. I'm in. How are you guys going to do this? And they come up with a a pretty, it's a plan that has a hundred million holes in it, but this sort of plan is the only possible kind of plan to do what they're going to do. Like if they're like, well, Steve come up with a better plan with no holes in it. Guess what I'd come up with a worse plan. This is as good as it gets. He's like, look, we got to get on that. And, and, and he's like, we're, I'm just going to dress up like them. And my thing was, dude, that's a big jump. He's now taking off his helmet. That's huge, right? The reasons that he uses that for this season were pretty impressive. It was yeah, that's it, a, that's a huge thing for him to do. It that. was an immediate because he didn't even think. He looked at the guy in the driver's seat and says, "I'm not going to be wearing what I'm wearing. Let's do it." It wasn't a he didn't make these. He they didn't draw it out from some amazing. Nope. He's like, for this kid, it's not a thought. Next, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, both times that he does it is just for the kid. Just for the kid. All right, done. I'm going to do it. And he hands over his, oh, it was beautiful. He hands over his outfit and he's like, take care of that. And she's like, yeah, I got you. 
And from, for, for some reason, that touched my heart. Like, he's at a level where he trusts people like that. To hold on to his armor? Well, that's his best car, man. That's like the most valuable metal, the most impenetrable Gee. metal in the, in the galaxy. And he just hands it to her. He's like, take care you of gotta that. Gotta hand She's it like, to somebody. True, but the fact that when I saw him in the first season, and if I were to tell the Mandalorian, hey, one day you're going to have your, your, your medal in a sack and you're going to give it to somebody, he's going to be like, bro, I will kill you where you stand. I will kill you where you stand, talking crazy like that. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. And so I was like, this is a major plot line, but they understand hey, this is how it's happening. We don't have time to get some sappy music and a tear running down his face as he hands over the bag. Let's move. Let's go. Let's get this thing on the road. So we're in the car. And I love that they're like, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. And then in the car, it shows how Bill Burr, his mindset is different from the Mandalorian and everyone else that we have been following this whole time. One of my favorite scenes in the in the uh, Absolutely episode. Absolutely amazing. He's like, He's like, you guys really think you guys are like the ones, huh? He's what he's talking about is war even now on Earth. He's like, you do know that the people that you go to war with, the people in those villages have no call in who you're shooting, right? They don't have a choice to be in this war. They're just in it. And I'm like, oh, are they doing this? Are they doing this right now? Are they showing why Bill Burr is like, because he's because you notice how the Mandalorian is not even talking to him. And Bill Burr's like, you think you're just so high and mighty? And I'm like, yes, thank you, Bill. Tell the Mandalorian what's up, please. Because he is acting like I'm better than you. Truthfully, right? I'm better than you. What I liked about that scene is that he actually called out Mandalorian. He's like, hey, so it's okay for you to take your mask off. By the way, my gardeners just showed up, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to get quite fucking loud, so I'll be muting quite a bit. But I just want to let you know, oh, fuck, it's going to get so loud right now. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to cut out. Just finish up your review. All right. Um, uh, like like Dan, what I think Dan was trying to was was saying was he what he did. He called him out, and with the mask thing, he's like, we all have. He's like, there's rule. We all have these funny rules, right? He's like, your rule till like five minutes ago was never take off your helmet. Hello. Where are we now? All of a sudden, that rule. And he, he, the funny thing is how Bill looks. He's like, hey, that was your rule, right? And he smiles and gives it a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, how fast we change when we need to. And he just, it was a great line. It was a great line. He just smiles and looks at him. And he lets it sit for a while. He's like, yeah, that's what I think. You ain't got nothing to say. You ain't got to talk to me anymore, about Delorean. I got, I got your number, homie. I got your number, Jay. Don't trip. And so anyway, there's a million things I can say about this drive that I loved. But there was a cool fight, really groovy fight, and here's what absolutely um, under, underlined his point. The bad guys come and save them. The bad guys are good guys in the places. They're just caught in the system, man. They think they're the good guys. Bill Burr's like, they think they're good. They save you. He's like, never thought you'd be happy to see them. Where'd you? Huh. Crazy how life works is an unmasked one, isn't it? Mr. Person with a sack full of his masks. Anyway, <laughs> so um, they go in and here's yet another amazing scene. Now, mind you, I didn't think um, this is where I knew Mayfield was different because, uh, you know, he gets we're going to move forward. But anyway, he can do a little bit of a, sh a, sh a, 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 a some shenanigans happen as uh, things are afoot. And I was like, uh, I in my brain, I was like, hey, 
Mandalorian, you got to keep your cool because he took his helmet off, right? Which was another just insane part to me that they didn't sing and they didn't play My Heart Will Go On as he took the helmet off. So um, <laughs> they move forward and uh, they're sitting at a table and they're chilling, they're enjoying life. Um, it's kind of tense. Everything's everything's going well because of Bill Burr. And I'm like, Mandalorian, please keep your cool. That's what I'm saying right now. Mando, don't act a fool. Boy, was I wrong. All of a sudden, Bill Burr's like, oh, but those guys that, um, he's like, he's going to toast to a certain war. And right then, Dan, do you remember? I know you saw it a while ago. But you remember when Mandalorian looked at him and shook his head no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I've actually watched that episode like three times. That's one of my favorite parts. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so don't do this right now. He looked at her and was like, don't, please, please don't do this. Because he said, we're you were so just afraid to be seen thank you. like five minutes ago. Now you're talking shit to the main dude. He's like, now. And the thing is, I could see in Mando's face like, I get it. But right this second, please no. I beg of thee. But you could look in Bill's face and he's like, guess what's happening? This. Mando's it's like, happening. time and a place, Migs. Time and a place. <laughs> and so finally he was like, uh, 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 finally, the dude, here's the thing. I get why Bill was so, so, so mad because the final straw was like, hey, you know, essentially what he said was, folks gotta die. Niggas die all every day. You know what I'm saying? Toast. And Bill was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because Bill knew people. He knew those people. This guy was like, I couldn't name one. He did the whole, um, he did the whole, uh, um, uh, shoot. Oh, forget it. Uh, anyway, from uh, from uh, Avengers, when he's like, I don't even know who you are. I don't even remember you. That's what he did. And so the dude shot him. And at that point, Mando looked at him. He's like, Bill looked at him like, hey, it's happening. Either we're going to argue right now or we're going to get the hell out of here. And so they get to the, sh- eventually, long story short, they get to the ship and Bill does, here's why the show is so good. They could have dipped. Dan, what do they do? What did Bill do? He just, you talking about the very end? Right before, like when they get into the ship, the ship could have just taken off. And I still would have loved Bill's character. I would have loved him. But he says, hand me that rifle. And he freaking blows up the ships full of all those explosives. That was so dope. Oh my God. Is it me? Or was, and I'm forgetting her name right now, but is Gina Carano checking him out? Yeah, are they coming back to that? I kind of got a little something something right there. No, quite. I think there's something there, or it's just the way she looks at him because he's Bill Burr. Maybe that's she was impressed though. She She was was impressed with that shot. Good shot. And so uh, they let the the beautiful thing. I knew this was going to happen. Here's the funny part though. Uh, They're like, shame that Mayfield died in that explosion. And uh, uh, Mandalorian was like, yeah, terrible thing. And Bill's like, well, what are you doing right now? And they try to kind of keep it going to the point that Mando kind of gives him the head nod, like, dude, do you not see what's happening right now? He's like, go. And Mando like, hint, dude. take the hint. Mayfield's like, hey, if I'm going to go, if, if, you're, if you say I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Seriously. And I get it because he's like, are they just going to shoot me in my back? And then finally, she just gives him the go ahead. And I thought it was a beautiful moment that in any other show, it wouldn't have been earned. So anyway. Bill, I if, if he's not in next season. Now, I did watch a, because you know how crazy I am. I immediately watched an interview with Bill Burr. 
And someone asked him, hey, what kind of outfit were you wearing? If you weren't under contract anymore, you could just answer that. Bill says, I can't talk about that. I can't say anything about that because literally they, I cannot talk about this subject. I said, oh, he's coming back. Because otherwise, contract's over. No, he needs to be back. I personally think he's probably the best Star Wars character to come along in years. He's so real. So good, dude. And he adds an edge to Star Wars that it just hasn't had before. I mean, it's been there. But it's always been kind of simulated, you know what I mean? Or they'll say things like, uh, uh, like you scruffy-looking nerf herder. You know, they'll say shit like that. But Bill's like, nah, I'm just going to call it like it is. I'm going to be Bill Burr, exactly how I am on stage, as you put it. And it works. It works. And Favs knows perfectly. that. And he said, when he when there was a part where Gina, uh, Gina Carano's character was about to leave, he's like, you're not coming with us. And she's like, he's like, oh, I would have loved to see that. <laughs> I would have loved nice to imitation. see what it was. In I would have loved to see how it was for you in that whole drive. I'm like, this, he is Bill Burr. That's who he's being. You're not coming. I thought it was great. But um, anyway, he walks away, does not die. He's coming back. Otherwise, he would have talked about the, I was like, Disney won't even let him talk about his costume, what he was wearing. Just like, they're like, no, that means you're under contract. He's coming back. So he, um, he goes on. Also, it's a uh, it's an interview with, on Tom Papa's program, and another person uh, is a co-host. Also, uh, really good. Anyway, so the last episode, um, we got to speed through this because I know we got like five minutes, ten minutes. Um, here's what is so special. Number one, it's dope. Dan did not ruin it for me at all. By the so, way. I just, I'm sorry. By the way, folks, I'm, you're going to hear me on mute a lot right now. I apologize. This is not very professional, but I have gardeners in the background right now, and it's super, super fucking loud. So the reason I'm not talking a lot is just because of that I'm on mute. But Steve, go for it. Um, well, okay, before you get on mute, what were the name of the other Mandalorian people? The blue people? On- oh, you're, they're Mandalorians. You're talking about Bo-Katan? Yes. They're, yeah. they're all okay cool um they they're were Mandalorians, yeah but they're like a different creed of mandalore they were a little annoying to me i don't know why and i'm crazy trust me everyone probably loved them they were a little bit like hit or miss for me though well again they're coming from the animated series so i don't know a lot about them i just took them i, I didn't mind them being there but i see your point yeah i was like okay, but but they did help so anyway so they make it to the ship this uh uh um uh gideon ship moff gideon ship right and they're there and um the dopest thing that I witnessed, and this goes back to uh, uh, Grogu's uh, rock thing. He released some robots, ladies and gentlemen, that I have never seen before. Maybe, Dan, what are these guys? They're dark troopers. They're mechanized stormtroopers, basically, as they put it. And I hadn't seen them before either. Oh, okay. I thought they were in the movies. They basically got rid of the one imperfection that they had, and they're just killing machines. Not a quote, but that's basically what it is. And you know what? The, I love that they said the imperfection was feeling anything. They don't have that anymore. They're perfect. Right. I love it. So um, anyway, they get, they, they let these things. And mind you, when I first saw them, I'm like, oh, they seem dope. The end. That's all I thought about them. I was like, whatever. Um, race to win. There's a one-on-one fight with the Mandalorian and this freaking thing. I thought it was brilliant where... They could have done the thing where he gets rid of all of them in one fell swoop real quick, and then you never really know how strong they are. But you can't let them, you can't show how strong they are with five of them fighting him because it's done then. Then he has no shot. You have to show how strong they are with one that he can beat. 
And then you realize how crazy they are with a bunch of them. It was a brilliant, brilliant idea to have him fight just one and see how close he came to losing. He came I really close. Loved how that how the dark trooper was just like hitting him continuously dude, in the face. Dude, and the but that Beskar protected him. Gee, what kind of okay? That metal is impenetrable. Yeah, uh, the Beskar, Beskar is, from what I understand, and there's probably someone out there like, well, actually, it's this. From what <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I know where my place is in the Star Wars world, but from what I understand, it is the most powerful metal in the, you know, I say the Star Wars galaxy, I'm assuming it's the universe, but it's impenetrable. Like the Dark Saber, which you know what that is now, yes, can penetrate anything except for that. That that's is- why it's so valuable. That's why he gets paid in it. And that's why he keeps upgrading, obviously, because he's, pretty much impenetrable at this point i love the fact um here's the smart thing they were saying that thing can cut through anything and they're like well most anything and i was like oh that's tight they're like what you have on because the thing you have anyway um i thought <laughs> i like i thought was girls like that is such a cool was like almost anything and i think that was a shout out to people like me who don't know we would not have known but they're saying we have to understand that there are people who are not steeped in Star Wars culture. So let's also let them know. Yeah, they do a good job mm-hmm. of making it for everybody. If Amazing. you don't know all of this stuff that's already canon, they explain it to you in a way. So it's like, oh, okay, now I can take it with me for the rest of the show. Exactly. Now, like if someone would have been like randomly, oh, that, that Darksaber can cut through anything. I'd be able to be like, no, it can't. Because this show had walked me. That quick comment let me know. No, it can't. But most anything it can, so it means it's whoever wills it is still a beast, a monster. Now, um, so they the fight is interesting. Uh, up until I thought, um, what is he gonna do? Because there's a point where he's just like, what am I gonna do? Like, what am I gonna do to this thing? And he just ha- he has that spear. Now, what is is that spear made out of the same thing that his helmet is? Also, Beskar. Yes. There we go. And and so he stabs him. He's like. Cool, done. But we now know, we now know that if there's a grip of those things, you can't do, people, they're like walking, killing, impenetrable machines. Now, as dope as he is with that spear, it would take a grip of them all with spears, all hitting exactly the perfect points in order to kill them. It's they an don't army have of Terminators that. coming out. An you. army of Terminators. And when he let them out, I'm like, oh, thank the Lord. I don't know why I didn't see it coming. up. I don't know why I didn't see it. I'm like, oh, they're gone. But I, I didn't think at all. I'm like, oh, that's a genius way of getting rid of them. So obviously there's a fight between Gideon and Mandalore, which is fun. But I knew the Mandalore. He, what, what, are we, what are we talking about, G? What are we talking about? By the way, you've mentioned this before. We both talked about this. When you put an older character into an action scene. Much like, say, Samuel L. Jackson running or something yes. like that. How do you think Giancarlo did? He did a fantastic job. He didn't do too bad, right? He didn't do... You could tell that he was trying, but it's just... It was one of those things where Mandalorian... He's This is what he does. All day, every day. That's the upper hand he has. He does this all the time. Mando was... You know, he got a few hits, but Mando was like, yeah, gee, it's... What, what, eventually, I'm gonna... You can't cut this. What are we doing? And so he gets them, and I and then Moff Gideon was like, since he didn't kill me within two seconds, he says, you're sparing my life. I was like, oh, that's funny. He was like, normally Mando would just, <laughs> I wouldn't be talking right now. Why are you not killing me? What's happening here? 
And uh, um, I did like the whole, oh, you have to, you know, if you wield the saber. I don't know why they put that there. Because Season didn't... three. Oh, damn. That's You're the obvious right. answer. You're right. Because he's going he's gonna to need to have some sort of antagonist You're in one of the episodes. Right. And I imagine, and I don't know, again, I'm speaking ignorantly when it comes to Bo-Katan, but I'm thinking that they're going to be at odds. They're going to have to be at odds at some point. You're They'll so probably work right. as allies throughout. Maybe it won't even happen in season three. I don't know. But they're going to have to be allies because they, you know, they are. But at some point, it's going to come to a head because she wants that saber. And she is, so you know, I do know this, she is the rightful heir to the Mandalorian throne. And she has to fight because I love, here's the thing. I would have been like, just take the freaking thing. It works in your hands. But he said, it's not the sword or the saber. It's the story that she's taking. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. He's like, she wants, she wants the story. She's like a fake leader. If she sits on the throne without the dark, saber. which I would be fine. So she that. needs it. I'd, per- I'd be like, perfectly fine. <laughs> it's I'd be fine. like, yeah, yeah, I could beat all of you. Can someone beat me? No. Well, then I'm your leader. Can you beat me? No. Then I'm your leader then. Until someone takes this from me, sit down. I don't care what story comes with it. Give me the freaking saber. Holla at your boy. But she, <laughs> that matters to them though. That thing matters to them. And he, who, the person thinking like I am is Mandalorian. He's like, who cares? <laughs> Take the freaking thing. I don't care. Who cares about this stupid story? He, I think Bill Burr got in his head. Where he's just like, this all is ridiculous. <laughs> the helmet's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Take the freaking sword. He's like, he's getting there. And on that note, too, you can tell like over the last, well, this whole season is like a period of growth for him. You know, in one way. Oh, too, yeah. With dude. the, you know, with the, his, his bonding with Grogu and everything like that. But I think the talk with Bill Burr, you're right. I think that did have him kind of, kind of shook things up from a little bit. Yeah, because. Mandalorian rules are Mandalorian rules. And he should have been like, yeah, you're right. You can't, if it's what the book says, we can't go. He's like, it's ridiculous. Take it. I don't care. I don't care. Take it. Want my helmet too? Take that. I don't care. I just just, want the boy. I just want the kid. Let's move on. And man, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. When those freaking troopers came back, Dan, I almost pushed pause and walked out of the freaking (sighs) Go for a quick jog. Because I'm like, well, it's over. I thought they were going to maybe stop it and go to season three. Like, it'd be like, now you guys are going to see what happens. And they come in and dude, the way, okay, am I tripping or was this a send up to Rock'em Sock'em? There's, <laughs> you know, there's definitely a little bit of I promise you, I, get, I think they were like, oh, you know, it was the toys because how they punch was Rock'em Sock'em. What was that? Real Steel? Remember that movie? Exactly. <laughs> Boom. Jackman. But the thing is, it was cute for a second for me until I saw it bending. I was like, oh, snap. That ain't Rock'em Sock'em at all. This is like a serious situation that they're in. And this is devastating. And then uh, Moff Gideon makes it clear. They're going to kill everyone in here except me and the kid. I hope you enjoyed your time here. Please come back when you're back in around. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's please enjoy your stay. Yeah, you saw how you did with one of them, right? Now you're exactly. ready for a whole platoon. So meaning I was watching that. Not bad, but uh, you got a grip of them. And man, they're like, oh, all of a sudden. Mind you, I didn't know who this was. Dan probably knew as soon as he saw the, the ship. I did not because I don't know the timeline. Yeah, it was my first, just so you know, it was like my first reaction was like, 
I knew what they were getting at, but I'm like, nah, no, 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 no. And again, I'm still thinking maybe it's Mace Windu. Maybe somehow he got a hold of an X-Wing fight. I don't know, but maybe it's Mace Windu. I did not fucking expect that to happen. So the whole thing, they just did it so perfectly where they just gave you a little bit of this. And you're like, okay, wait, hold up. And then a little bit more, hold up. And they just kept doing that. And eventually you even, you know what's happening. And I'm still not believing it. I'm like, I, I mean, like I told you on the Patreon episode, literally sitting up in my bed, mouth agape, like a little kid. I, I just, uh, dude, they're doing magic over there, man. Gee, they, here's, here's what I loved about it from an outsider's point of view. It's the equivalent of there being a war in a mansion and everyone sneaking in through the side doors. And I just drive and park in the garage. And they're like, who's this nigga driving and parking in the garage? Just walking into the war. He didn't do no side window. Let me jump through here and slowly take him one by one. He's like, no, I'm going to park in the most obvious place up in this piece. Walk up in this mug. Holler at my boy Grogu real quick. I was like, who is this guy? And so I did not know. Let me tell you first to ruin it. I did not know until he took off his hood who that was. And when okay. I, I did not. So the whole time he gets out, I'm like, Hey, someone better, someone better call him and let him know there's trouble in the Bronx. Cause there's some mad and right in the middle of me saying that he starts wearing them out. I'm like, wait, 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 <laughs> who is this cat? And he was just good with the lightsaber at first. And then all of a sudden he puts his hand up and does some junk. I was like, okay. Okay. That one dark trooper. Yeah. He's like, whoa. And he like throws him back. I'm like, okay, he can do stuff. We know this now. We know this now. The only reason it hasn't clicked for me is because I don't know the timeline. So I don't know who this person is. And the way that they do it, they wanted to make it clear that this is not a sweat for this person. He hasn't taken off a robe. For me, I at least have to get loose and take off a shirt. He's like, no, I'm going to have my bathrobe on because I'm just bored and I got things to do today. I love Star Wars through your eyes, man. Cracks me up. Like he just like, yeah, I'm not going to take off my hood. Oh, don't you need visual? Don't you? I don't need to see drunk, man. What are you talking about right now? I don't need to see these people. I need to get up to level two because my homie's waiting for me. Next question. So he goes through. He's wearing them. He gets to the point he's just playing with them. He throws one and pins him with a crate and then kills him later. I'm like, dude, this is just a boring. He probably has the engine still going on the thing because he's like, I'll be right back. X-Wing's just idling. Yeah, he's just idling. He's like, oh, don't you need the key? No, I don't, I'm not going to be that far. I can have the key fob in my pocket. It won't turn off. I just got to get up here, handle this business. Got to take my boy. We're good. He goes up. And then I'm like, oh, but he hasn't faced the wrath, though. Because remember, there's that hallway full of them. Listen. Listen. Nothing it might as well been. been me in that hallway. <laughs> <laughs> like, it might as well have been me with two sticks in, like, standing position with, like, nunchucks. That just should have been that. Because he just wears them out. And then stands next to the door and be like, I could either A, just open this joint, or B, be polite and be like, I need you to open it for me. And for Mandalorian to be like, open the door. This is his person. It was beautiful. They opened the door. And I was like, now who is this cat? 
And when he takes off his hood, I was like, okay, you know that black dude's gif where he just has his hand on his uh, chin? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That that was me right there. (laughs) That was it. So now y'all have a visual of my look when that hood came off. I was like, yo, it's homeboy. What did you think? First of all, Luke Skywalker's who we're talking about. I said there's going to be spoilers. So yes, the reveal at the end of The Mandalorian is it is, in fact, Luke Skywalker. Now, Steve, real quick, the thing that's good about that and seeing it through your eyes is you got that far. Oh, dude. For someone like myself, it was... It was equally, I think it might have been a little bit better just for the fact of, again, X-Wing, there's the first hint, right? Yes. Then you see a cloaked figure, I still like it better that you call it a bathrobe, strolling through on camera. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, again, that could be anybody at this point, but X-Wing, the cloaked figure, which, of course, this is how he's dressed in Return of the Jedi. And uh, But I'm thinking this is going to be it. But then the, the giveaway, of course, was the green lightsaber. That was Luke's lightsaber. Oh, I didn't so, know yeah. that. No, it's, it's, that's the thing. I mean, you're not, you know, you're not a huge Star Wars fan, but that was a thing. And then, just to make sure you don't know, they show you the black glove that he had because in and he lost his hand at the end. Yeah, of the I remember that. Yes. So he had the black glove in Jedi. They show that, and you're like, okay, well, other people wear gloves too. And then he, and he like uses the Force on some of those dark troopers and you see the bare hand, you're like, son of a bitch, it's Luke Skywalker. Gee. Luke fucking Skywalker Gee. shows up on the Mandalorian, man. When he, the gardeners are gone, by the way, so now I'm ready to rock and roll. Here's my problem. They didn't give... it. Was, this was for y'all. For sure. For sure, yeah. No, for us, we didn't get a chance to go crazy because it was immediate into let's do this thing. I was like... I don't, he's not even going to stand. So I had to pause it in order for, uh, because this was for y'all because y'all had been screaming the whole time. So they knew by the time it was the reveal, two seconds is more than enough. For me, the reveal hit and I didn't even get a chance to go crazy because they kind of just started going. They're like, hey, I'm here for him. I'm like, oh, we're not even going to have a chance to like you stand there and do the Michael Jackson in Bucharest thing. We have the, <laughs> like the sunglasses. <laughs> I got the fish. <laughs> Fucking Steve. We're not going to do that? Oh, okay. shit. I'm like, okay. I guess we're just moving forward. It was so fast. And then... Bucharest. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. And so I'm like, I'm going crazy at work. Like, oh my God, this is crazy. And he says, um, the beautiful thing is, uh, he's like, he doesn't want to go with you because he hesitates. And Luke is like, yeah, he needs permission. He needs permission from me. I'm like, oh, my heart's breaking. He says, I need you to release him to me by your own will. You have to tell him it's okay. And dude, Luke put him into the position, which is so smart to be like, you need to go let him know you trust me enough to let him go with me. That quick, Luke knew. And he goes over there, picks him up. And Grogu, he's like, hey, he's, he's good. He's one of you. He's your people. He's going to take care of you. And Grogu touches his mask, his oh, helmet. Oh, Dude. <laughs> Dan. Grown Dan, man crying, bro. I'm Dan, telling you. Dan. <laughs> Dan. I had to look up and blink. 
<laughs> he had something in my eyes. Very dusty in my house. And the then time. he took off his helmet and he touched his face. He looked at him like, oh, there you are, Peter. Like I was saying on Patreon, they're able to take the camera and put it on Mando's helmet. And all it takes is the right music and just the way that it's shot. And Dude. you get exactly what he's feeling under that helmet. Dude. It's amazing. And for Fab to trust Carl with his, like whatever Carl they talked about, they're like, he gets it. Carl gets what we have to do with this lab. This is the most important episode of the series so far. This is it. And he knocked it out of the park. Mind you, again, this is from a person that does it, is not steeped in Star Wars knowledge, but now can quote things from the Mandalorian because they were able to say, hey, for these people that are really deep, they already know this but we're not going to dumb it down. We're just going to kind of explain it to you so that you kind of catch up. You're good. You'll be fine. And so then um, I picked up a few things. I might've been, look, dude, mind you, I might've been looking way deeply and they didn't mean to do this at all. Okay. Okay. Um, so he's leaving and I'm already tearied and this is heartbreaking and they linger on him saying goodbye and they turn around and you see the crew. Oh, and then uh uh um um uh oh shoot. What about those R- RTD2? Oh yeah. I thought when he came, now mind you, this is so weird because I'm not even a Star Wars person, but mom said she took me. And when he came out, I got this weird nostalgia thing. Everyone like loves R2. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I must have been in the theater. Because she's like, you saw it in the theater. And so when he starts interacting with it and he was even kind of being like, oh, I'll take care of you. I got her. T- I got him too. We're going to make sure he's okay. Also remember, Steve, R2-D2 was in the last trilogy. So you've seen him. No, but times. remember I told you that I got that from that too. Like from R2-D2 and C-3PO, it made me get a funny feeling. Okay. Like I've been around these people before. I didn't even get that from Darth Vader. But having not seen C-3PO in a long time, when he showed up, I'm like, wait a minute. And then also Jabba the Hutt. I'm like, didn't I have a a, a, a toy? And there was a toy I had with him stuck in clay. Uh, Hans, Han Solo was stuck in clay. <laughs> Carbonite. Yeah. And I was like. Uh, can we please do a podcast where we break down all the Star Wars episodes, but just through your eyes? Because God damn it. It's weird this because I had the Play-Doh version of that thing. There you go. There's your clay. But why did I have it if I hadn't watched? And my mom was like, yeah, because you went. You anyway. did watch it. Somewhere in your weird head, <laughs> exactly. you decided that you were too cool for this shit. So I you, think like, that's what happened. Mom you was... compartmentalized it. You're like, you know who you're like? You're like fucking Danny Torrance. <laughs> you're like Danny Torrance and Dr. Sleep. You just oh. put shit in boxes and store it away in the back of your head. You're totally, because literally my mom was so baffled. She's like, what are you talking about? You didn't see it. We all went to see that movie. Everyone saw. <laughs> no, it cracks me up too because it's like you talk about it like a spaceship came down and you saw aliens and they took you on this little wondrous trip. I'm not making fun of you. I adore it. And I'm telling you, there's a podcast involved here where we just break down Star Wars, but through your eyes. It, it, here's the thing, dude. It was so like me watching it when they got onto the elevator and they left. I thought something was going to happen. I was like, doesn't he like, does he go with him or? Is he gone? Is he for real gone? But I'm like, yeah, he has to go. Now, here's where it got me. When they showed the helmet on the ground. I said, oh, my God. Mandalorian would have never put his helmet on the ground. 
He was floored, man. His heart was broken. Broken. He dropped the helmet. He didn't even place it nicely somewhere. He said, I, this is, it's all ridiculous. This is what matters. The connection we have is it. I need to find this connection we have. I need to search for that in life. That's what I need. I need that thing. And I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. This is absolutely beautiful. And when those doors closed, I just sat there for a while. I don't even know what happened after that until I, cause I, okay, ran, good. I randomly had the, the, normally I just stop it. I was wondering if you got to this part. Yeah. I randomly just had the, um, and mind you, when the, when the scene came back on, I was like, he does go with him. <laughs> That's what my brain went. <laughs> I was like, they're going to show them all together. No, they didn't do that. But, uh. And now I have to ask, do you get the significance of that scene? Do you know why he was there and, and no. who was on the throne and why? Do you get any of that? I do not. I know that. Here's the thing. I recognize the dude that was on the throne. Yeah, his name is. Well, the character's name is Bib Fortuna. I remember him. Think of him. Okay. Think of Jabba the Hutt because that was Jabba's palace. Oh. Who's now dead. He died in Jedi. Leia killed him. But. Think of uh, Bib Fortuna as kind of like his his uh, consigliere. So he was oh. always handling. He was I, that's how I always took it. He was handling his business for him, and he was yes. his right hand man. Well, now that Jabba's dead, Bib Fortuna's on the throne. He took the throne. It's good to be the king, right? So he's there, and that's why he's he wasn't built like that before. That's why he's now fat, like a hut, and big because he's now the crime boss, or at least that's where he's posting up and and pretending to be. But that's the thing, because he had the whole bit like Jabba had where he's got the people chained yes, up. And, yes, yes. You know, he's he's in his chamber or whatever. So that's how I took it. It's like Bib Fortuna had been, uh, he's like, well, shit, the, uh, the, the boss is gone. I'm going to go ahead and sit down and start calling the shots. So in Jedi, it's not necessarily like they spent a lot of time on it, but they kind of fucked over Boba Fett a little bit. So when he comes back, that's why he's like, oh, Boba, I uh, heard so many bad things. And that's why they did that. I, I'm very excited for the now that he's going to have his own show. Yeah, the book of Boba Fett coming December 2021. I think it's going to be good. What did you think of Ming Na Wen? Love her. I've loved her ever since that movie with uh, Wesley Snipes. Okay, I got to ask you a question, bro. Yes. How is she 57 years old? She's 57. She is 57 years old, bad as a motherfucker. She's 57 years old and bad as a motherfucker. Dude, she's my mom's age. Your mom's young. Dude, this is insane. 57. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Please feel free to Google it. I'm telling you the truth. Dude, she looks fantastic. Yeah, she's bad. She looks fantastic. And she's amazing. This, like, I loved her, her, uh, her, uh, her storyline. Cause I remember what, I remember when she, uh, what happened in the first season. So when she showed what, what, how she made it out, I'm like, yep, that would make the only way that that could happen. All right, cool. That's what it is. I didn't even know Boba Fett knew how to do that stuff. He knows how to fix people up with like mechanics. What are you talking about? Remember when she said Boba, Boba saved me. And then she lifted up her shirt and there were just mechanics right there. Boba must be resourceful because again, I know that you probably don't remember this part, but he's supposed to be dead. Like in Jedi, he <laughs> fell into that. Do you remember that Sarlacc pit thing? Yes. He fell into that and everyone <laughs> presumed he was dead. And that's why Boba Fett always got a bunch of shit about it. He didn't do anything. He was in the movie for like three seconds. He didn't do anything. He had cool armor 
and like I have a lot of friends, not a lot of friends, but I have a few friends that are like that. They hate Boba Fett because he never really did anything. Like it's almost like he didn't. It's nerd credit is what they're looking for. So now they're coming back and they're fleshing him out. So and they're uh, going to show how he made it out. Maybe I would like to see that. They I got mean, are going to have. Co- I'm cool with the assumption of okay, you got out and cool. Here we Mm-mm. go. But yeah, yeah, that's that's it. What do you think of his look? He's kind of like a little bit more heavy set. I don't know if he's heavy set now or if it's just that cloak that he he put his armor over. But he kind of looked like he was like had the beer belly. You know, I think he's going to beer be, belly Boba Fett. I think this. The I think his story is probably going to be story heavy. I don't know if it's going to be fight heavy. What I think they need to do is just see th- what's good about this is they can take Mando or Din Djarin, as his name is, and they can put him in Boba Fett. They can bring Boba Fett back over here now. Yeah. Oh, God, we'll never see Grogu again or whatever. But, you know, they can take Luke Skywalker and bring him in. They have all these little interchangeable parts that they can now change this universe. And that's what I was getting at when I was talking about it on the Patreon episode is, is that they've taken, they've breathed new life into this Star Wars Absolutely. universe now. Yeah. And the possibilities, man, are just endless. endless. It's crazy what they can do because they're thinking of shit that I personally never thought in my lifetime I would see. I never thought they would bother to go through with it again. But, you know, for the longest time, Star Wars has always focused on the Skywalker saga. And they pretty much said they were wrapping it up with the um, Rise of Skywalker. But now they got Luke back again. And I'm all for it because that shit was classy. It looked good. They're like five minutes away from perfecting that technology. They're close. You can still see. Yeah. It looked a little video game-ish. But it's it, it's really, really... Um, it's getting there and, and considering it was a three minute scene, it's getting and like three minutes with that technology is really expensive. However, it's Disney, nothing is expensive for them. So, um, I thought that it was a fantastic, I thought what they did and I'm talking to non start with like people that aren't steeped in it. Watch the show, watch the first and second season. You don't have to know everything. Just watch it. And I promise it's just a good show. They're, they made this show for people. They didn't make this show being like, this is for Star Wars heads. They didn't do that. They made this show as like, let's make a good show for everyone that's just going to like this show. I thought that was a smart move because they could have made it so that only if you know everything about this, you will get this show. And they didn't. It's Disney, though. They don't do that thing. They're like, no, we want it as widespread as possible. We need this net to be humongous. And, and the Favreau thing that- did it. And the thing that Disney's doing this time around, I mean, I guess they've kind of danced on it a little bit in Star Wars, but they're becoming more, uh, they're allowing more violence in. Oh, like Mando's dude. snapping necks. He snapped necks, bruh. I love it. And I've never seen that in a Disney movie before. So it's not a requirement, but it definitely makes it a little more realistic and it takes away that, like, I feel like they're, they're going, okay, yes, we are making this for the old school fans, but we want our new school fans, our kids to see what Star Wars is supposed to be yes. like versus what we've been getting all these years. Now, out of curiosity, do you do you think since I mean Mando could you turn Moff Gideon in for a price? Can Mandalorian do that? I don't know where they're going to go with it and I don't know where the uh um, Cuz he's still alive. Yes, but like, you know, the extended universe with the books and all that and what's canon and what's not canon, I am not 100% versed on that. But Ahsoka did say they're bringing another character. She didn't say this, but she mentioned a character that they're sure to bring in, in uh, next season, which is uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. There's another Moth. Okay. Now, now, would you say, because it doesn't seem like 
anyone but Jedis and Mandalorians can like super fight. Are there other people that could crazy fight? The Siths. There's Jedis. The and Mandalorians. That's about it. It just depends. Everyone has their skill set. The sand people are kind of dope, but only in the yeah. in the desert, you know? Yeah, but Mando could beat them up one on one. I like them. There's dope. Those are dope, though. The they sand were people, good. those are like my favorite. The, uh, 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 I love I, oh, and I forgot. Yeah, that, that sand creature, man. Yeah. Me, that was dragon. A, that was a fantastic uh episode. Seeing them come together. My boy Timothy Oliphant was it's always great to see him. He was fantastic. Um, but I will say this. All of those people are braver than I am. As soon as that monster came out of the mountain afterwards, I would have been like, oh, they can have this city. Call it. Good luck with that. I'm not going back. <laughs> I, I will just move. I will move. I will feed that thing, those bison things every day. Let's just give up those bison joints because I'm out. They're called, I'm not being snobby, but just in case you're wondering, they're called banthas. Close. Bison Panthers. You were close. You were close. Yeah. But I, I felt, I love the fact, because I honestly, truthfully, when they chained that one up, I felt horrible. I didn't like watching that. But then it ate the guy. I was like, hey, <laughs> you knew I didn't want to see that. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, yeah, it was, it, the. this is a show for people who just aren't even steeped in, in Star Wars lore. Like, you could just make up your own, what if they do this next season? And as long as you're not talking to a Star Wars head, you can have a really fun conversation. And be like, what if this happens? What if this happens? Who knows? And then whatever happens, even if you're wrong, you just had fun blasting through ideas because you know somebody's alive. Maybe this thing is going to happen. Um, I think it's fun to know that pretty much the Mandalorian, the Jedi, and the Sith are anyone that comes against them, you're, they're going to beat them up. That's, that's what I know. Moth Gideon had no shot. I knew he had no shot. As soon as he started fighting, I was like, oh, he's a normie. Yeah, you he, know he's got them skinny arms underneath all that armor. And and it's like he fights like a normal, per, like a person that really knows how to fight can fight. He doesn't fight as well as Mando fights, though. I don't even think he's force sensitive. Like, I want to know what's going on with your with your uniform. Why you got the Darth Vader thing in the front? What is that keeping you alive? Like, see someone right now. Actually, that's see. Like, I know where I am as opposed to where you are in um, like Star Wars knowledge. But trust me, people beat me all the time. So whatever I'm just describing right now, there's a name for it. But that thing on his chest that Darth Vader has too. What is that? It might, because I know he was not worried about Grogu his Force thing. He wasn't worried about it at all. He walked in. Yeah, it's because like he had the weapon. He had the dark saber. But that and he and where did they get those little handcuffs from, man? That was pretty dope. <laughs> that was pretty dope so yes i you know in a way i kind of like that we're talking about it this way because there's going to be a lot of and there have been a lot of deep star wars conversations going on on different podcasts i kind of like this angle steve we're doing it for people that aren't star wars fans i should say you're like this was mostly you and again i had gardeners going on gardeners, and dogs barking yes. and shit so i've been on mute for most of the time but i got this idea like you explaining these things for people that aren't star wars literate we might have something here Steve totally Star wrong. Wars Corner. I'd be wrong, but <laughs> but it's adorable. <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, if, if you want me to be totally wrong about things, that is fair. Because truthfully, I only know from what they like. I know from this show. I know if I would have had someone next to me that was a like one of those people that you're like, oh, here they come. It's like me, for instance. No, you're not like that. There are certain people that would have to tell me at every second. You know what that is, right? I'm like, apparently I don't because I would have said it. 
I don't need that. Like I, they, what this show does is they walk you through what you have to know. Anything more than that are just little cool crumbs for the really super fans. What you have to know, they walk you through. You are fine, but they'll keep you, give you some, like, even though a lot of people probably caught it, the green lightsaber, that was a thing that some people would not catch. And when they took off the, now, if you, if he took off the robe thing and you still were like, who's homeboy? I'd be like, oh, you really like don't know Star Wars. If you don't know who that guy is, then I would say, oh, I, I, then, hey, it's Luke Skywalker. You're going to have to talk to Dan about his background. I know the gist, but he really knows Luke Skywalker. He could tell you what happened when he was a kid all the way through he grew up. But, you know, if you don't know who Luke Skywalker is, which is no one. Well, let me, let me change that. There's a, probably a few. There's probably a lot considering the reaction videos. But Luke Skywalker is like a household name. Like there's little kids walking around. I'm Luke Skywalker. They don't even know who the hell he is just yet. True. But I don't know if they know what they didn't say his name. He just took off his. That's true. They never did say the name. And it's a digital form of it. Would people understand? Like, there's but, a lot. Gee, it was a digital form. But I mean, outside. It was of close. Just it was super close. It you was- know what? Did you happen? You probably didn't. But did, there's a, a video going on right now where it shows that footage with a deep fake. Dude, the deep fake it looks amazing. If they could take the deep fake and then use the digital mouth. That's a perfect Luke Skywalker. It looks insane how how realistic it is. Well, the weird thing is they did it perfectly before. When they de-aged Robert Downey Jr. on the Avenger or Iron Man, he looked exact and the uh, mouth moved. Yeah, but you could still tell. You could tell, you but could, not as much I, as I would this. say that they probably did. I, I would say it was probably just as good as Luke Skywalker. You think so? I don't think so. I think, because remember, that was years ago. <laughs> For that time, it was insane. So you would think by now. But again, dude, like five minutes from now, you know, two years. Let's I think it. they have it now. They probably I, do. Yeah, Maybe they, it's about the uh, the rendering. and, and the, Yeah. And also, we don't know what time crunch they're up against. We don't know if they said, crap, why don't we do it like they might have had a bunch of different. I don't know what Disney's doing. But either way, all you have to do is, yeah, I knew it was. If you're just like, hey, that doesn't look real. I'd be like, oh, but the spaceship full of monster Terminators, you bought that? Yeah. <laughs> where, 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 just calm where do down. Where you draw the line? <laughs> where is that line for you? Um, but, oh, dude, I got to get out of here. Yeah, that's um, cool. Me too. Uh, but, yeah, I had a really good time. Um, this is it for the, the, the year, huh? And it only makes sense that the last show of 2020 had like 20 minutes of me being on mute because of Gardeners. That's I, just hey, a, <laughs> that is so perfect for 2020. Look, 2020, dude. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, before I go. And give you over to this amazing man. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of people out there that are suffering. A lot of people that are out there that 2020 was a beast. And you've been seeing all these things on Twitter. Been like, hey, step your game up. Even during the even during the apocalypse, I'm writing and I'm reading. And I'm, I'm, hey, if all you did this year was survive, you accomplished something. Don't look at them. Whatever you did to make it through, you accomplished something. Do not think that, oh, my game wasn't up. Oh, my. If you ain't making money during this apocalypse, you're that. Nope. All you had to do was survive. And you did it. Some people didn't. Pat yourself on the back. Give yourself an applause. Have a glass of champagne and say, I made it. Thousands didn't with Trump and this, 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 this crazy looking pandemic. And people are going to sit there and be like, I wrote a song today. What did you do? I wrote a book today. What did you do? What I did was survive this freaking year. I got out of bed. I got out of bed and I, and I, and I, and I walked and I, and I ate 
and I went to work and I came home and I went to bed and I woke up and I did it again. That's an accomplishment. You survived. I love you guys. Next voice you're going to hear is Dan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year indeed, ladies and gentlemen. It has been quite the year. Uh, We want to thank you for sticking with us. I wonder how this year would have gone for the show had the pandemic not set in and everything like that because we did have to change our approach a little bit. But maybe this year taught us something about ourselves, taught us to survive if we could, you know. And uh, so, yeah, like Steve says, just do what you're doing. You, you Be proud of yourself. You made it through this crazy year. I really wish that I could say that the moment that we open up our eyes on January 1st, 2021, all of this goes away and it was just this crazy dream. And of course, we're still going to be in it. But this is where we start to rebuild. This is where we start to have a better year. We can make 2021 fantastic. It's all about what we want to put into it. So take that with you. Think about it. Utilize it next year. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? It's just me. I'm just, I'm just talking because I have to end the show. But my name is Dan Ramirez. For Steve Hudson, we are the Heroes of Noise. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Happy New Year. We will see you in 2021. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs) 